I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I refuse to follow the tenets of Orthodox Judaism. <laughs> and I'm Bob Sinetsky, and I would never live it up. I live it down. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season nine, episode eight, Never Wait for Seconds, which originally what aired on November 19th, 2017. And I mean, I think I like talked about this at the end of the last episode. I just I hate the name of this episode. The entire concept is so incredibly stupid. Uh, you know, we'll get into that, but it uh, it rubs me the wrong way just from the get go. Yeah, I will say that I, I, you know, as we discussed last week, I had no memory at all of this episode. And then you reminded me of, about it and I was like completely on your side, 100 percent. I will say I'm still like 95 percent, but like I kind of see it in the situation that we're in here a little bit. Um, it was it wasn't as egregious as the way I thought of it last week, but because um, there's sort of a uh, gap in the get line we get right there. by the potatoes. Well, I think it's like, it, we, I mean, I guess we're jumping ahead, but that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the title of the episode, so we could talk about the title. Yeah. Um, like, I think it's different when, like, you're literally going to grab just, like, one thing. I think that makes it very different. And, like, if, if you obviously, like, if you're going to, like, get refills yeah. on, on, like, get, like, more food, right. to me, that's different than where it's like, oh, I'm just going to grab, like, some potatoes or, like, a roll or, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, if you start, like, going to, like, one thing after the other, like, you're insane. They should lock you up. So what, one um, thing, okay. Where, but where, where's the cutoff? Two things? Is that okay? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I think, I think maximum one thing, and it needs what to be like What if you're getting potatoes seconds. and a fork? <laughs> no, f- silverware doesn't even count. Like, that's yeah. obvious. You can go grab silverware or anything, you know, cups, okay. anything like that. So some potatoes, potatoes and a roll. Condiments is, like, not even a question. So potatoes, a roll, some ketchup and mustard, a fork, two knives. I, I'm spoon. not saying... I'm. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm yeah. not saying he's right. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's not. It's like it's not how I thought about it when you described it to me last week. I'm just saying, like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. Like this, at least I hear. Like I, I, I would still probably not do it. Yeah, but but also, but Larry like, doesn't I, define it as the theory of you're allowed to take one item. It's just you don't have to wait for seconds. Yes, period. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Larry's explanation of it is completely yeah. off. Well, what yeah. this and episode is, and has, is not consistent with what I'm saying. What I do think this episode has going for it is at least it's an episode that, based on the name, you immediately know. Like, or I mean, I immediately remember. Like. <laughs> Well, I did it. Yeah. Namaste last week. I had no idea what that was. I didn't remember. Um, right. The accidental text on purpose. Okay. That we remembered. Um, thank you for your service. That I remembered. Running with the bulls. I did not remember at all before we saw it. Disturbance in the kitchen. Ditto. Didn't remember anything. Uh, the pickle right. game, but I did remember. Foisted, obviously, remembered. You knew there was a disturbance in the kitchen. You just don't, you didn't remember which of yes. the five <laughs> different disturbances yeah. that you remembered the title refers to. Next week, the shucker. I have no recollection of what that is. And then episode ten um, is Fatwa. Yeah, so I, re- I know Fatwa. who the shucker is, but I don't know what he, what, you know, what his involvement is. Yeah, I know Liman Miranda is in the next episode. Oh, um, okay, is he the shucker? You know that. No, the shucker is uh, Stephen Weber. I don't remember yeah. what he does. I think does he sleep with Susie? Like, is that what it is? I don't remember. I, I guess I maybe I should spoil that. Yeah, we'll wait for next. Or week, like, next week. or like they make out or something. I don't know. All right, why don't we something start by talking about Never Wait for Seconds, and then next week we'll talk about the shucker. Yeah, yeah, we're jumping yeah. very far ahead. Maybe we, let's talk about the Spite Star. Yeah, uh, never wait for seconds. Uh, written by Robert Weed. Written by or directed by? I oh, saw sorry. he was the director. Yeah, directed by. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay, and so the writer is, is is Jeff and Larry. 
Yeah, we we've had enough. Else. Yeah, Jeff and Larry. Oh no, Justin Her- Justin Hurwitz. Oh no, he's next week's. That's next episode, week. Nine yeah. to ten, I think. But yeah, it's just, just you know, do you know who Justin Her- do you know who Justin Hurwitz is? Isn't he the guy? Uh, shit, my dad says. Maybe. Mixing up with somebody well, else. I only know one thing about him. So he was. He, it could be. He wrote all the music for like La La Land and Whiplash. He like he's like the musical person. Oh for like yeah, all yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he worked on this season of Curb. Okay. He may have also been involved with shit my dad says. I, no, no, no. I, that, I, I was thinking of a that. different guy. I was thinking that guy from San Diego, okay. who I think is not Jewish. Yeah, it, it didn't sound super likely. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it is, like, kind of random that it's, like, the guy who's, like, he, like, won an Oscar for the music um, of La La Land. Um, is all, he also is, like, a writer on Curb for, like, well, half a well, season. Well, multiple Oscar winners have been on this season, right? Because the Pickle Gambit starred an Oscar winner. The Pickle Gambit starred an Oscar winner. Who was in the Pickle Gambit? Um, uh, what's it? Buck Dancer, or not Buck Dancer? <laughs> um, um, the guy, you know, the, the uh, what's his name? The the guy who plays the 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 hotel guy, the dean from Community. Yeah, he won the, an Oscar. He won an Oscar for writing that movie where George Clooney goes to Hawaii. Oh right, right, right. we talked about this. I knew yeah. that. Yeah. Right, right, for writing. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Right, right. So I'm saying, yeah, we have multiple Oscar winners this season. Right. We have writers yeah. acting. Um, we, have, we have Brian Cranston. Yeah. We have scores. No, no, no Oscar, but he, yeah. he's won many no, Emmys. No, no um, he's things. Yeah, anyway. Next so, week, yeah, we so Justin Hurwitz is writing he's, on this season of Curb, but not this episode. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's won some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, he's like basically think... a lock to win an EGOT, right? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, he has the Tonys, he has the Grammys. I don't think he um he he has an Emmy. Well, wait, right? what did he win? To, what did he win Tony's for? Um, <laughs> I mean, I assume for uh, the Heights <laughs> and for Hamilton. Yeah, the at Heights least. Oh yeah, all right, Hamilton. Yes, yeah. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. um, I was very yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, and he's won Grammys. Although, so the only thing is, like, I hate when they win like these bullshit ones in the EGOTs, where like they win for like the award show, like for oh, like what? the Emmy. There's like a lot of cheap Emmys. Wait, he won a Grammy like, for an Emmy. I don't remember what. Well, let's look him up. Okay, I'm looking, okay. he's got three Tonys, three Grammys, two Lawrence Olivier's, two Emmy primetime no. Emmys, a MacArthur Fellowship, uh, a Kennedy Center Award, and a Pulitzer. Okay, so what are his Emmys for? All right, let me kind of uh, scroll down his awards. Probably awards the whole the yeah, awards and honors is the whole page for him. It's always good when you get a whole page just for your awards. His Emmy awards are for outstanding music and lyrics. From the Tonys. Okay, so you don't like that. Yeah, same oh, and, bullshit. Then, and, then, no. and then Hamilton. The, oh, the Disney movie? No, Outstanding Variety Special, Hamilton. That was a show? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't count that either. Hamilton, the musical drama film. Yeah, the, the, the film version of Hamilton won an Emmy. Yeah. So I guess it counted as a team. Yeah, I don't like that. That's the same thing. I don't like that. I want him to win, like be involved in a, in a television, like a scripted television show and, okay. and win something for that. So, so not Hamilton, like an award Hamilton show was, was completely ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now he also he's been Hamilton he was, was a it was a filming of the thing that he won the Tony for. Yeah. Like, he was also even, nominated like, for lead actor. Um, he was executive producer of Fosse Verdon, which was nominated. I did not see that. He was nominated for Curb for Outstanding Guest Actor. So we'll see that soon. Okay, fine. Yes, exactly. If he yeah. had won for Curb, 100% legitimate. No he was question. nominated for Outstanding Original Song for a song he wrote for Sesame Street. 
you know. Okay, that? even that I count more. But if it's that, like, oh, because like he performed actually, it at that's the Tony's. A day, that's a daytime Emmy, not a primetime Emmy. Oh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, daytime Emmys don't count either. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yes, but winning an Emmy for the outstanding song that you wrote for the Tonys. Yeah, I agree. That's a little bit. But he, he I think <laughs> Hamilton counts. Yeah, the Hamilton TV show. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it was a movie, but it was a television movie. So why was it eligible for Emmys? You see, this is a bull. You know, they just play. They play these games. They like, you know, completely well, willy nilly well, well, decide this is a show now. Well, how do you draw the lines between TV and movies? I don't know. Completely. This, maybe yeah. they should just be the same thing. Just like actor and actress should be the same. Thing. Now I see one of the songs, uh, "Dos Arrugitas" from Encanto, yeah, yeah, has been nominated. Done. Done what? Hello. Yeah, you said done. Oh, because I said we should just make one award for the best thing of the year. Oh, it could be okay. a person, it could be a, it could be a program, it could be a movie, it could be a song, and let's just give one award. Why do we do all these different awards? Well, I was Why asking all? because my kids um, listen to a lot of Encanto songs, but I don't. Which one is this? That the one that was nominated? Um, I don't know. I, the only one I really know is the Bruno song because my kids yeah. sing that nonstop. Yeah, that, that that we're not. We sing that in Hebrew now. We sing that in different languages in our house nonstop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, the kids are obsessed with it. Um, no, the it's pre- fun. The, I like. I like it. I thought it was a very good movie. The pressure song, also surface pressure. I don't know that one. That's the one where the where the big strong girl is talking about all the pressure on her. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know the words. I should know the words. Yeah, but neither the one, um, the the one that was nominated for an Oscar is is two little caterpillars, dos arugitas. Um, whatever. I'll listen to that after this podcast. Well, I'll listen to it right now, actually. All right. Um, okay, should we do the episode? Oh, yeah, let's talk about Curb. That's fair. Curb your enthusiasm. Um, yes. Um, oh, we we skipped over some news. We there was supposed to be a documentary airing tonight. Yes, um, our special episode, and <laughs> and now it's not. I don't know what I now not. You know um, what? They very, heard that we weren't going to be doing it live on this podcast. We were doing <laughs> that's it right. And they said that would it, be funny it. if like they yeah. pos- if, if they postponed it exactly three weeks. Um, but yeah, like it was just very weird. Like, he, I guess they want to do it at like the 92nd Street Y or something like that. Instead, it sounds like, right? He said he wants something to do like a live that. show. Yeah. Um, I guess he saw the writing on the wall. He's like, oh, wait, they're it's like literally, I guess they announced that they're changing like the mask rules. <laughs> so maybe he's like, oh, maybe I could like make some more money out of this or something. Yeah, I think maybe I mentioned or, this uh, on the pod or I mentioned it somewhere. The trailer did seem to me a little half assed, like Larry's wearing a t shirt and had bothered shaving. And so, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah, so that, you know, obviously now the, uh, we won't be covering the documentary, um, until further notice. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll just plow ahead with, uh, rest of season nine and jump into yes. season 10. But if rest to, assured, we'll, if uh, there's independent, uh, Larry David pod or, or curb content on HBO, we'll cover it. Uh, yeah. I think that's pretty much a given at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we read, we read fish in the dark. Oh, no, we listened to fish in the dark. And, uh, <laughs> we tried. Yeah. <laughs> from, yeah. We did our best. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do it. Never wait for seconds. We start out in Larry's office. He's uh, sitting at his desk trying to get some writing done. And he looks out the window and he sees a couple making out very nicely. Ooh. And he goes over to them and he's like, hey, I'm trying to work here. And they're like, what's wrong? Like, you just can't see two people happy. He's like, you're allowed to be happy. Just like, eh, not in front of me. <laughs> By the way, the, the, director, um, uh, the director of this episode, Hurwitz, 
He was an original member of the indie no, pop band Robert, Chester French. Robert Weed was the director of this episode. Oh, sorry. Wait, it's the writer on next week's episode. Oh, okay, fine. So we'll talk about Chester French next week. Sure. I, I just went to close his um, Wikipedia page and, and the word Chester jumped out at me. I was like, what? No. <laughs> um, That's fine. So, name. yeah, so, so um, you know, he uh, turns away from the uh, lovebirds and this. Uh, and that doesn't pay off at all, in. by the way. Um, it comes back one more time, but like doesn't pay off. Agreed. Yeah. It's like the same thing happens a second time, but like it's generally, I don't know, you know, I know a little bit about comedy, but generally comedy is supposed to work in threes. So like <laughs> it should have been that it happened the second time, you know, okay. And now there's a, there should be a third time where there's a payoff is the way comedy is supposed to work. Yes. Um, no so, you know, I guess uh, the, uh, they probably, you know, cut a scene is what I would guess because uh, it really doesn't go anywhere. But we will have a deleted scene at the end of this podcast, right? Oh, um, I couldn't find it very easily. I don't oh. know. Did you come across it? Or? No, I didn't look for it. So I, 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 didn't, um, I didn't come across it in the wild. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look very aggressively for it. But generally right. speaking, they're pretty easy to find. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so this uh, repairman comes in. He lets him know, by the way, I repaired all the lights in the office, in the hallway, in the building. You're good to go. Um, if you have any other problems, please give me a call. And Larry's like, oh, thank you so much. You did such a great job. And he takes out some uh, some bills, uh, a wad of cash to uh, tip the handyman who alerted his name, Caesar. And he says, here you go. Thank you very much. You did a great, you did a wonderful job. Here's a lovely tip. And uh, Caesar, like the fucking asshole that he is, um, refuses to take the money. He says, no, this is my job. I don't need extra money. Um, you know, I don't, you know, you already paid me. This is, you know, it is what it is. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, I've never seen this before. You know, who turns down a tip? Like, that's just like, that's like turning down sex. I've never turned down sex. He says it's, it's, like, it's rarer than turning down sex. Right. Which oh, is rarer. fucking stupid. People turn down tips all the time. Like, I've had many people turn down tips for me. Uh, but And obviously, at the final scene of this episode, we'll have another guy turn. It's not unusual at all, like personal pride or because they're not permitted to. Right. There's many circumstances. Right. Yeah. It's definitely not yeah, rare right. than okay. a man turning down sex. That's quite rare. Uh, it's it's a man turning down sex. I would think is more rare. Yes. Um, I mean, I guess you know that's that's you know I don't want to paint that with too broad of a brush, but uh, yeah, this man has not turned down sex not too my, often. My, my personal my personal. Position, I'll speak only for myself. Yes. I speak only for myself. You can you can never turn it down. You have to keep a one hundred percent attendance record uh, when called upon. <laughs> Well, that's what La- that's what Larry said early on with Cheryl, and then he wasn't able to uh, come to bat when when he was summoned. Exactly, and then it's all downhill from there. All downhill from there, because then mm-hmm. they called your bluff. Mm-hmm. Exactly, your um, reputation will be ruined. <laughs> well, I th- more like your leverage. Yeah, ah, you don't have any leverage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Caesar agrees. He either has. So he he. Never uh, I do. I do sex, like threatening. To, I do like threatening to withhold. That's always a, a hilarious joke. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Caesar kind of proves your point here. Like he's literally like, no, like I, I, I would never turn down sex, but I do turn down tips. Yeah. So like it's you know it's the perfect example of what uh, you just explained. The I exist. The the opposite of me doesn't really exist. I mean, this is not a new take, but like the concept of who we tip and who we don't tip is very inconsistent and strange throughout society. Oh really? I've never heard this before. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, um, it, yeah, I don't think yes, a handyman no slash super in a building turns down a tip usually so in that specific circumstance larry's right um yeah it's it's unusual like yeah, yeah. why would they take money like it's money it's i like, mean i think the difference maybe if it's like if it's somebody you're hiring for your house then for sure they'll take whatever you give them whereas if like he's an employee of the building 
and you're just a tenant in the building it's a but you know residential yeah, but i feel like commercial. people yeah i feel like people give tips and holiday bonuses and stuff like that to yeah, somebody but, well, in maybe that the holiday bonus all is the different because you do give holiday like you don't tip your mailman but you do give him a holiday bonus right so maybe the hol- <laughs> i'm just saying the holiday mailman. bonus is a broader uh potential market than the tip uh market i tip my doctors mm, yes much like that's where i want to get the best service yeah exactly I don't care if my mail doesn't get delivered correctly, but I want the doctor to do yeah. surgery on me at the best of his ability. I, I agree. Actually, none of the mail that comes to my house is for me. It's only for the previous yeah. uh, people who live It's like my house. 97% garbage. Like yeah. once in a while, I get a magazine that I'll like flip through for 35 Who's seconds. Who's getting paper magazines in 2022? I got them. I still like them. Which ones are you getting? Um, I get New York Magazine. Okay. Um, we have I gotten get... that in the past, but not for a few years. I get a magazine called Flashic. It's like a uh, foodie. Uh, it's like a kosher food. Are you magazine. paying for a subscription? Or this is something that's just arriving for free. No, I pay for a subscription. Oh, wow. Okay. Is it worth it? Um, I mean, I guess you've decided. I, I, I like it. Yeah, I like it very much. It's like like we, we always say like, oh, we'll look at it in recipes. Like we've never done a single recipe for oh, any okay. of them. But it's just like it's whatever. I mean, people do this on Instagram, right? So I guess I'm paying for it. I shouldn't pay for it. But mm. I don't know. It's like more like it's like curated for you. Like I like it. You just like flip through. It's like good food. Like, uh, you know, I mean, so once in a while, I, you know, I will pick up on something from there. But mostly it's just like food porn um, that I enjoy. Mm. Um, what else do any I subscribe other, any to? Any other I pornographic to Food or otherwise? No pornographic. Um, I used to st- I used to subscribe to Entertainment Weekly, but I guess they uh, discontinued that very recently, or oh. they announced. It. I don't know. I don't think I've gotten it in a few months. Well, are are you a dentist stopped. waiting room? Who's who's subscribing to Entertainment Weekly? I, I like Entertainment Weekly because like it always has like good like lists of like here's like you know the best TV that's coming. I don't know. I like you know I don't know. It's good for me. Isn't it's that good stuff for all online also. No, for yeah, so, but I like. Yeah. Yeah, I like looking at it like Saturday morning. Like I like having yeah. like I have like my couch. I like make like a pile of things to read, and you know, in there is magazine, maybe something I printed out. And eventually, there's a book that I'll get to maybe one day. Like done, re- basically done reading books. Mm. Um, they're too long. I'm too old. It doesn't work. Mm. Books um, and magazines and board games. These are all the things that I don't understand the market beyond the so, summer Shabbos choose. Yeah. So, but to me though, like, like a magazine, like I could, like, I could aspire to like read a magazine. A book is much harder. Yeah. Oh, it's like a book is like, oh my god, this is impossible. Actually, I mean, I'm re- the best. The best thing I have right now is that I'm reading the Baseball 100. So, yeah. like that, I could do it. It's like I read like it's three. It's 100 just essays. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So like, whatever. I'll get through it eventually. But like, I just, I started reading uh, Closterman's book, and I'm like, oh. I just like I can't read. Oh, for I that read that long. on Saturday this week. Yeah, so my I goal the is to like finish instead. one book. And, and now I'm six. It doesn't happen. Yes, so I bought the audiobook instead, and I'm like sixty percent through it. Okay, but, the, but then it's just fighting with podcasts, right? So it's just an, it's just a, a podcast. I li- I've been listening to like a chapter a day this week. Yeah, um, it's weird. It's like so you you know you know in the book like sometimes there's like these asides like he'll write something and then like he'll do like a a footnote oh footnotes right just footnotes in the book right yeah yeah. So the footnotes are with a different narrator. So it's like very off-putting every single time it happens. Oh, I haven't noticed. I didn't like, notice that. Well, you didn't listen to the audiobook. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you meant they were. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Yes. Yeah, the, the narrator was me, I guess, for both uh, when I was reading it myself. Yeah, no, the speaker. I don't I don't even know if I'm using the right word. Um, I think narrator is fine. Um, yeah, so it's like Closterman is for like the book. And then every time there's a footnote, it's this other guy. And like every time I just, I'm like, whoa, who's that? 
It's very weird. Um, anyway. So, yeah. So, um, Caesar, uh, you know, Caesar heads out and Larry tells him this good deed will not be forgotten. Mm. So now, uh, Caesar, uh, has one on Larry. Larry yeah. owes him. Will Caesar try to, uh, <laughs> receive payments on this favor? We'll find out. How he does makes no sense, but we'll get to that. Uh, okay. So we head over to Bridget's house and Larry is telling Bridget that he's surprised that Marty got back together with Marilyn. Um, and you know, we're going to jump right back into things. We're going to, we're going to do a, a double dates. Yeah. I don't understand. And... Why are they back together? This was not explained at all. Well, the reason they broke up was very stupid, right? Like she was mad at him because of like the water. Well, so like maybe maybe like she they was mad at him for, for humiliating him in public and for being friends with who she termed an asshole. But I just don't understand how it was resolved. Well, maybe after a week of like being broken up, she was like, OK, like, mm. you know, I actually like Marty and yeah. I don't want to break up with As him. Larry said, it's like hard to find someone have sex with you at this age in life. So. Right. And because his friend is an asshole. So like so I would think like they would just like get back together and be like, OK, we're like not we're like not going to hang out with Larry because yeah. like, no, nope, we must do a double date with them no, immediately. Yes. Right back in with Larry. Like yeah. that Larry's why you broke up. Like, you know, build a little bit more solid foundation before you come back into bed with Larry, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Larry gives Bridget the heads up about the whole uh, tap water incident and that, you know, it's probably going to get a little bit awkward. But, you know, we're going to do our best, even though she hates my guts. And she calls Eddie down to come get some food. And Eddie's like, Mom, really? You're still dating this guy? And um, Larry's like, yes. And she's very happy. I'll have you know. And... Eddie tells uh, tells Bridget that he has to like retoast his bread or respread the the, bu- the butter on the toast, uh, more, to be more precise, because uh, you know he can't see the butter properly and he needs to do it again. Uh, he's acting like a total asshole. Um, and he turns to Larry. It's like, hey, are you guys having sex yet? <laughs> and Bridget's like, that's none of your business. And then like Larry like overrides her to be like, but it's imminent. I mean, she's offered it several times, but this guy, this kid keeps cockblocking yeah. them. This kid, this kid is cockblocking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eddie, you know, obviously thinks this whole thing is gross. Tell and Larry tells. Uh, so Eddie walks out, and Larry tells Bridget, "He's like, come on, like you know, you really need to start disciplining this kid. Like you can't let this go on. You're, you know, you're very easygoing with him." And she admits, you know, you're right. You know, I do. I have been thinking that maybe I should send him to uh, the Pemberton Academy. Mm. Uh, Pemberton, I don't think is a Seinfeld name, but it sounds very much like a Seinfeld name. Yes. Now, there, um, there, where, there is a Pemberton Township High School. Mm-hmm. Right. There's but no that, that's in New Jersey. I don't think it's the school she's talking about. <laughs> well, she did say it's a boarding school. OK, that's true. <laughs> so they're flying out to New Jersey. Where, where is Pemberton? It's in Burlington County, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, but I'm wondering where. Um, all right. It's. Show map of New Jersey. Where are we in New Jersey? It is. Oh, it's like smack in the middle. It's like literally in the middle of this part of New Jersey. It's probably near Trenton or something. I don't know. Philadelphia. I don't know. I don't think that's what they're talking about. All right. I'm done with the Pemberton geography. Okay. There is a there is a comedian named Johnny Pemberton. Mm, does he have a seem to have some for wayward children? He there there's people like something where like he has some scandal involving Jerry Seinfeld. So maybe there is some connection to this. Oh. I don't like this Pemberton. It's uh, their slogan is a community of lakes. 
Like you stop trying to steal Minnesota's. Uh... All right, enough with the Pemberton. Let's move on. Oh, he accused Jerry Seinfeld of stealing his, his joke? jokes. Oh, okay. Some some joke. All right, maybe. Interesting. So you think it's a, you think it's make it's like an an homage to him? I'm sure it's a coincidence. <laughs> uh, but Larry settling scores with all of Jerry's enemies subtly through curb names. Mm. Um. So yeah. So he um. Like he's like, well, you know, you de- donated some money there, maybe you know, you sorry, some Seinfeld material there. Um, you know, maybe you could help out somehow. You know, maybe know someone. And he's like, oh no, like I wouldn't know. You know, my my assistant just handled that whole thing. I don't know anybody there. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably for the best. I do feel weird about sending him to boarding school anyway. And Larry's like, boarding school? Mm. <laughs> she's like, yeah, well, it's, you know, an hour and a half away. And he's like, an hour and a half away? Um, and he's all of a sudden much more invested. Yes, very sick. Uh, tells her, he's like, get me all the information, <laughs> whatever you need. I'll find a way. I'll get him in. Not a problem. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like a very short term play. In terms of like what? He's gonna, like he's going to use up his capital to get this asshole kid into um, some like elite boarding school so that like he could like <laughs> have sex with this world woman a few times. Well, what do you mean? Is, is, does he need other capital for Pemberton? Like that he has to save his. I don't Pemberton know. <laughs> ammunition. Like when is he ever going to need a favor from Pemberton again? He's like condemning a kid to boarding school so yes. that he could have sex with her with his mom. It's not easy to have sponsors when I have sex with you at his age. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit much. Yeah. Um, okay. So we head over to the herringbone. Um, they're sitting and eating, Larry and Bridget, and he's telling her, you know, it's a good thing that I didn't get the same glasses as you because then we would be twins and we would look like one of those awkward couples. And I hate those couples that match. And Bridget's like, oh, are we a couple now? And like they have, you know, you know, she, she teases him a little bit and uh, he corrects himself. But, you know, they're they're liking each other. There's definitely some chemistry here. Yeah. And a waiter comes over to them, offers them some water. They choose the sparkling. And Bridget thanks Larry for, you know, using your network, using your connections to, you know, try to get Eddie into Pemberton. And he asks, well, do they know about Eddie's Asperger's? And she's like, yeah, they do. And, you know, they, they have a great program. They're really equipped to handle kids with all types of special needs. And Larry's like, you know, it's interesting. Has he ever been diagnosed by a doctor? Um, she's like, well, you know, he's on the spectrum. And he's like, well, but like, has a doctor told you that? And she's like, well, you know, I could just tell. And like other people have shared their opinion with me. And like, you know, he has Asperger's. He's on the spectrum. Yeah, it's very strange where like, I mean, my assumption, which it sounds like is yours, is that she has sort of just self-diagnosed him. But it's possible that she just doesn't want to discuss, like, his medical history and diagnosis with this guy she's dated a couple of times. I guess. But then, she, like, she, yeah, she's very awkward about that. About yeah, she, like, yeah. there's much more normal ways, if that's what's happening, to just, like, either just say, like, yes, because, like, isn't that just like a very easy answer? Like, if, if it's the case that he has been diagnosed and they're going around, they basically tell everyone, you know, he has this diagnosis. Like, why would you then, like, hide that, like, A to B as, like, that's, like, something, like, that's the specific, I mean, listen, I, maybe I just don't understand properly, but it seems to me like that would be, like, why wouldn't you be like, yes, and he has been diagnosed by a yeah, doctor. Yeah. That's why, yeah. you know, that's why we're taking it seriously or whatever. That's why we're saying that's what it is, because a doctor said so. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's completely insane. So, like, just be like, oh, yeah, my kid is XYZ metal condition and be like, oh, we haven't consulted a doctor about it. That seems a very strange way to approach it. Yeah. Um, so, it's you know, they're kind of setting her up at this bizarro character who would uh, who'd conduct their, their lives that way. Um, but, you know, alas. So, um, f- yeah, so Larry gets his call from Caesar and tells him, hey, I'm here at the office. I'm fixing a leak. Uh, Larry like has no idea who Caesar is. He's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "Oh, I'm the guy. You gave me a tip, but I wouldn't take it. You know, you like me. I'm great." Um, and he's like, "Hey, w- would it be okay if I watch the Argentina and Mexico soccer qualifiers in your office? Uh, because like that's the only place where you know I could watch it while I'm here working. Um, and I know you have all the channels." Yeah. Now here I need to complain. Obviously, Argentina and Mexico don't play each other to qualify <laughs> in the World Cup. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um. So, okay, so here's the question then. Did the show botch it or is Caesar a bad liar? About what? Is there even an Argentino-Mexico game? Oh, no, I'm saying there can't be. Mexico is in CONCACAF, like fighting with America, and and Argentina is in South America. Does Caesar think he's watching an Argentina-Mexico game? Oh, no, this is just the show being lazy. Okay, so you don't think it's that Caesar is just like making up nonsense because he doesn't really care about the TV. He's just trying to leverage into the pool. But why? But then why make up the the Argentina Mexico thing in the first place if you want the pool? He just like threw together two countries. Like he he was making up a fake game. It's not no, but, there is but, no game. But why 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 not just ask for the pool directly? Why do you have to ask for this other favor that's not going to come through? I well, I think he's trying to like because like the the end result is that he didn't get the favor. So like to go straight yeah, the, to the pool. But is this is like Banya with getting the soup at the dinner. Like this is the favor. It works. I let you use it my work, TV. Though. It works. Manipulative people are good when they like they this but, to me. But, this is clearly what he's doing. But if he's if, asking if for it, a medium favor first, having it not work out. And then it's like a, a smaller jump to the huge favor of like, but, let me into the country club. to. But why is let me borrow your pool such a huge favor? People don't like lending, like having strangers come stay at their pool. I mean. Larry, who Larry cares if some guy and his kids go swimming in his pool for a couple hours? Now it ends up being escalated. He can't use his pool, can't use country club, can't use his friends. It's a big <laughs> But like at the at this time, like, would you be really put out if somebody, if you had a pool and they said, "Hey, can we come swimming at one time?" Like, I don't know. I feel like people. I mean, first of all, there's like, I, well, I think people offer them to like their good friends <laughs> or like family, not to like strangers. Yeah, I don't know. There's he's like liability. I don't know. People don't just like generally have like strangers just like over at their house. Yeah, to hang but I'm saying he's not a stranger though. He's Caesar, and it's little Caesar. <laughs> he's Caesar. He didn't know who he was. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> he said, "Hey, it's Caesar." And he says, but "Who it, are but, you?" But uh, so, but your, your theory can I, is can that I swim Caesar in your pool? intentionally invented a fake. But then why invent a fake soccer game? Larry could have called him on it. Wait a second. Argentina, Mexico don't play in a World Cup qualifier. <laughs> so. If, no, there's no, I think it's possible. there's no way in the world of the show that he intentionally made up a false soccer game. The show did not know that. The directors and writers of the show just named a two countries. Sure, but I, but I think both can be right. That both, they just threw two names, but also Caesar, Caesar, the character in the show, is lying. He has no intent on watching any soccer game. Okay, so the fact, so he could have named a real soccer game, but he also didn't intend to watch that soccer game. Right, that's my position. All right. Now, do I think there's a good chance also it's that the, the the writers just fucked up and like they could have if they had no, they would have done a, a real game that makes sense. No, that's 100%. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, probably. Even if you're making uh, up a lie, yeah, why think, make up a lie that could be caught as a lie? There's no reason. 
It's not impossible that well, Larry would wants, know that those that he, those teams aren't playing each other. Well, he, well, he wants that he's like needs to make it something that's like because the whole point is that Larry has all the channels, right? Yeah, well, that's another like thing. He, a, a World Cup qualifying match would be on t- TV. Although I don't know, it's two country two. No, or, yeah, it would pr- it would probably be on like only like the soccer channel. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, this is also for so years he needs ago. to make up. So he needs to make up a show that he would only be able to see in Larry's office to be yeah, able to like pick, ask pick, him for this. Pick game. like a Mexican club soccer game. I feel like you have a better chance there. <laughs> All right, whatever. So yeah, yeah, so maybe he's not the best liar, but you yeah. know, he uh, okay. that, whatever. I, I'm sticking with it. I think that's what's going on here. Okay, fine. I don't think he ever intended to to, to watch TV here. Hmm. You think Caesar's much more um, devious than I do? Yeah, yeah. So well, I'm building a case. I'm building a yeah. case. Um, so um, Mar- Marty and Marilyn come in, and Larry and Bridget get up to greet them. And Larry, you know, tries to do the right thing. He apologizes to her for the water. You know, it wasn't that's not my true. That's not really me. That wasn't a true representation of myself. Um, can we, like, you know, let's just have a fresh start, clean slate. You know, let's you know tr- try this again. And the waiter comes with their sparkling water just at the very second. And Larry's like, oh, get that out of here. I hate sparkling water. I want tap water, preferably unfiltered. Mm. We're not water snobs over here. Um, and Marty says, you know what? And I'm also I'm ordering the best bottle of champagne in the house. We're going to live it up tonight. So the tap water comes for the table. Larry pours himself a glass. And Marilyn is really appreciative of Larry going for the tap water. Larry, really uh, trying to. Uh, I'm not, so I thought it was her water that she cared about. She's just a, a tap water fan of all types, I guess. Yeah. Now, already this behavior is making me think that we already have to just go straight over to Marilyn as the fucking asshole, because this is just like incredibly deranged behavior that like you sh- you would be bothered that somebody else in a restaurant would get the regular water and not the tap water or whatever, whatever you call the regular water. I mean, the good water. Good water. No, I I, I don't know. No, uh, I I find her annoying. I find her presence annoying. Uh, like, what do you care what other people drink? Well, that started this whole thing. Like, <laughs> I know, right? So it's just reminding me how bad she is. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think I'm saying we take it for granted how bad Marilyn is, but then like when you yeah, like, no, really she's dig in bad. on a Marilyn scene, it's like, what's wrong with you? Just let people drink whatever water they want. Yeah. You're in a restaurant. Like people are gonna get like steaks and stuff. They gonna have the fancy water. Um, okay, so we. Um, so it turns out this is like a, I guess an all you can eat uh, breakfast uh, or brunch buffet, um, as they call it. Um, of which I am a tremendous fan. Yes, one one of my favorite like restaurant experiences is you know regular stuff is the like the brunch buffet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love bre- breakfast. Breakfast. I mean, in Israeli breakfast that in Israel is actually my favorite uh, restaurant experience. Or hotel. Yeah, or, I don't think ho- I've ever had. I'd say, that. I'd say a hotel breakfast in Israel is like my favorite experience. Yeah. My favorite. I've heard experience. people say that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever experienced that. I it's never, very like um, in America, you get a lot of like pancakes and waffles. Right. In Israel, it's all like very like fresh salads, but like not like Jeez, their breakfast right. salads. Yes, good cheeses and yeah, it's um. Yeah, not, no, not I love that. I was. Yeah, I would love that too. Yeah. Um, is there shakshuka involved? Yes. Yeah, they okay, have eggs. Right. I'm in. Eggs are eggs. eggs well, no, shakshuka is shakshuka yeah, yeah. special. I'm actually not a fan of a shakshuka in particular. Uh, like, oh, really? My, my issue with shakshuka, and for those who don't know, shakshuka is basically, it's almost like, it, it's almost like <laughs> eggs with tomatoes. It's almost like, it's not an omelet, but it's like fried on a pan. How would you describe shakshuka? 
Um, it's yeah, it's like it's kind of like a Spanish omelet, but like more is like a much frittata, more tomatoes. I guess. Yeah, the ratio yes, of egg and, and to more tomato to, sauce and more is more like fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah. The issue with it but is it's you, like the... need, you need a pita. You need some kind of dip. Like, you can't eat it by itself. It's too saucy. It's um, it can be. It can be. Yeah. Um, I've had shakshuka that was not the case, that it was like you could just like eat it. Uh, no, but it's, if, uh, if they it's serve much better. A, with, like... If they serve you a shakshuka without a piece of pita, I'm sending it back. Yeah, well, or, I mean, it's also it's great with, like, pita. basically any bread. Like, any, any like, hot yes. bread. With... Any dippable. Car- yeah, it doesn't have to be a, a pita. Yeah. Be, yeah, lots of sure. breads work. Yeah, pita, yes. obviously, is very good. Yes. Uh, lots of breads are good. Bread is delicious. Everyone yeah. should just eat the maximum amount of bread. Yes. Agreed. Uh-huh. There's, um, there's, a, there's this bakery in Minneapolis where I grew up, which is not like a co- – it happens to be kosher, but it's not like a, like a Jewish particular thing called breadsmith. Right. And for some particular reason, they decided to open, and maybe they are targeting the Jewish audience because they opened two more, one in Flatbush, uh, New York, Brooklyn, and the other in Lakewood, New Jersey. So um, for those who know, those are very, very Jewish places. So I happened to be in Brooklyn, and I went to pick up some bread there, and I said to the guy behind the counter, he said, you know, I'm from Minneapolis, and that meant nothing to him. I said, well, this is a Minneapolis chain you're at. Like, there's, there's like three or four in Minneapolis, and now there's one here in Brooklyn. And I said to him, it's not often that kosher food goes from Minneapolis to Brooklyn, like that order. And he was not impressed with this conversation. Right. As yeah, we have probably are also not. Impressed. <laughs> well, they, they should dig in. Yeah. Um, we have uh, we have a place like that here. It's like very bizarre. Uh, that I've never really heard a good answer to. There's this like just like absolutely like straight up Italian break bakery in Elmont called Sapienza's. And it's like 100 percent kosher. And like nobody, like there's like no Orthodox community in Elmont, really. Maybe there is, but it's like it's not like a major one by any means, if there is any at all. But the, but the um, kosher people go to it, I assume, is what you're saying. Like the kosher people, like kosher people from like West Hempstead will go there because it's like 10 minutes from us. But like it makes no sense. Like it's just like this random, I mean, it happens to be like a very well regarded Italian bakery, but like it's for reasons that are completely unexplained, 100% kosher. Although the rab, I think one of the rabbis once sent out an email one year saying that everything is kosher at Sapienza's except for the strawberries. I don't get, oh, because but of now, bugs. Yeah, yeah. All right. We don't have to. Get yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, we're getting very inside baseball <laughs> yeah. here now. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I I figure they must have like some like big client or something that's kosher that like makes it like worthwhile for them to like be kosher. Like they have yeah. like certification and everything. Like there's like it, it makes no sense. Uh, but we're uh, we're grateful for it because mm. it's really good and uh, we get to keep that in circulation. Um, so yeah. So anyway, <laughs> back to the br- anything more to say on the general subject of brunch buffets before we uh, no. dive into it. Yeah, I mean, right, well, so let's get into the never wait for seconds idiocy. <laughs> yeah, so this guy uh, jumps the line. He's going yeah. to get some potatoes. Do you recognize Everyone him, goes- Navid, um, from like season one of, um, oh my God, what's what's that show he was on with Claire I Danes? Know. I didn't know he was on something. Oh, Homeland? Yeah, he plays a terrorist in Homeland. No, the terrorist in Homeland was the guy from Billions. Um, he, he plays somebody from Homeland. Does it or what? What does he play something? Oh, he might. But to me, the terrorist is the. I only watched season he? the first two seasons of Homeland. And was he? Did, t- so I don't remember anymore. Yeah. Um. He played Homeland. Yeah, he played Abu Nazir in Homeland. He played the main terrorist in Homeland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I, 
Well, to me, the main terrorist was uh, Damien Lewis. Oh, well, he's the hero. Spoiler alert for you. He's the hero? Is he? Uh, I I mean, that's how the show starts. Oh, at the beginning. But then it turns out that he's a terrorist. I said spoiler alert. Okay. (laughs) Oh, spoiler alert. This show's like 15 years ago. Mm. It's like season one. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm doing you all a favor if you haven't seen it. It's like episode three. Yeah, I heard that it actually circles back around to being good. People said, that yeah, but it was too late. They, they, they lost kind everybody. of, yeah, no, I didn't try it, but like supposedly yeah. they kind of like rebooted the show and it was actually very good the last two seasons. But you know, if you're if you're inclined to check out Hopelands, um, it gets it gets really shitty in the middle for a little bit, but yeah. apparently then it becomes good again. It's a U shaped um, curve. Yeah. So um, Larry uh, Larry intervenes and he's like, "This is ridiculous." He's just getting seconds. Seconds, you're allowed to go straight. He's already waited on the line. Yeah. He shouldn't have to wait again. Yes. The person and... who is already eaten gets priority over all the people who are still waiting for first. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. This is my kid's logic, um... by the way. Like, my kids will have a cupcake and then come back and say, can I have another one? I'm like, let me give everybody their first one first, you asshole. <laughs> um, how do you think do Larry studies? honestly believes this? Or he, is he giving, like, an intentionally trolly? Because, like. This is like an, like the sh- the episode is clearly trying to get never wait for seconds to start as like a thing, right? Um, I mean, I think Larry has conviction about this. The way he speaks, he he believes this. Yeah, I mean, because and we'll get to this when we rate the episode. But like this episode has a whole bunch of things that it tries to like catch on, flip a tip. It tries to get into the lexicon. It fails. Never wait for seconds. I think completely fails because it's like the opposite of reality for for everybody but Larry. Go home, stain. I don't think that caught on, but like that caught on more than anything else, right? So, uh, but when I, yeah, for sure. I will say that I I think there is some merit to the argument of like he like they already waited on the line. So I don't know. Again, I, I don't know where we draw the line, but I think there is something to that where it's like, yeah, I did my time. I waited the twenty minutes. Like, sure, I took food, but like I don't have to wait on the line again if I'm getting X. And I think if we define X small enough, I think it's okay, or at least not that bad. Well, I would say also like a good setup, uh, and this is true if you're hosting like any kind of catered affair, but like if you if you have a, a bar mitzvah or a wedding or a kiddish, like don't have one central location where all the food is. Have right. stations, have tables yeah. in various yeah. places, and then that sort of addresses yeah. this issue because you don't have one big line built up. And then it's much easier. Yeah, okay, 100%. I'm just gonna go grab a piece of sushi from this table or go grab, you know, uh, you know, some salad from this table or whatever without pissing off everybody. So that that's yeah, really the mistake. Of very this. true. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, Larry is uh, Larry's very indignant, but Marty insists, come on, Larry, we're hungry. And um, Larry's sticking with it. We don't wait for seconds. And uh, the crowd finally gives in. They let him pass. And Larry even serves him himself. The man thanks Larry. And the crowd apologizes to the man who's just, now he's like kind of surprised like, by this whole <laughs> roller coaster experience. Yeah. Once one second he's getting barraged, and the next sentence, uh, the next sen- uh, second, yeah, he's the hero. Okay. Um, so we now, and we can get to, to this in the next yeah. scene when 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 uh, Morsi, as his name is, approaches Larry. But like, is he there, and then just happens to see Larry, or has he been following Larry? Because he's like, oh, I saw you when he's I been following him, like, Larry. Is- yeah, okay, because he knows everything about him already. I think so. So yeah, yeah, he's stalking Larry for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, but he, um, but first he had to get two helpings of potatoes before he killed Larry. 
<laughs> well, you, 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 you don't, don't want to kill on an empty, empty stomach. stomach. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you want to? You, you might not. You might be a while before you eat again. Yeah, you got a carbo load. You murder someone. Yes, in, you got a carbo load yeah. before the the fat one. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's, you that's have fair. to be prepared. That it might, yeah, for for sure, your next good meal is not going to be for a long time. Mm. If you just like you know shoot someone in the middle of a restaurant like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, be a little more subtle with your fatwa assassinations. Mm. Um, yeah, so Larry explains, he's like, listen, this really in the end was kind of self-serving, if you think about it, because like now we can just go grab seconds and cut all these other people online. Mm. Um, Certainly in that audience, he's already established it as the rule. Although they can be cutting yeah. him. And then basically the people who are waiting for first are never getting any food. Yeah, okay. So now I'm going to rethink my position, because I guess this whole time I was thinking of it in the context of like a party. And the, the fact that it's a restaurant to me makes it different. Yeah, because it's more like everybody sort of comes a party is sort of more free, free flowing, you're saying free flowing, less formal, like we're all friends or, you know, connected. Yeah, these people have um, nothing in common. Right. So let's so they uh, yeah, should be more differential to that way. Other. No. No, so it's more to, to me. It's like more obnoxious to cut the line at a restaurant. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because you could be, you should be more yeah, different. Yeah, okay. yeah, if if it's your friend, you should okay, be more I'm just gonna grab yes, something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, right, exactly. Th- I guess that's why I, I I was not thinking of it pr- precisely. Um, I still think though it's not as bad. But yeah, no, you shouldn't do this at all at a restaurant. Um, I don't know why I was thinking of this as a like it was like a bris. Yeah. Which is obviously. I don't think it's a bris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely not a bris. It's definitely a public restaurant. Um, so yeah. So Marty. Um, oh, sorry. I skipped. Uh, so Larry. Um, you know the, the champagne comes. They pour for everyone, and Marilyn is like drenching all her food in ketchup, which yeah, Larry's disgusting. like very disgusted and surprised by. He's and we've like, had this uh, before. Am I crazy, or is that a lot of ketchup? Right. Like, um, le- when the, the, we had the ketchup issue, where Jeff used it when they were trying out chefs for the restaurant. And Jeff insulted oh, the chef yes. by asking for the ketchup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, here, right. But here, Larry's logic makes no sense. Larry is saying, if you use too much ketchup, restaurants will stop serving it because that's what restaurants do. <laughs> they find things that are popular with their customers, and they say, we're going to stop serving these things, and instead we'll give food that is not popular. Like, this makes no sense. Why well, don't they restaurants don't, stop serving well, ketchup? They don't sell. People... Well, they don't sell ketchup. Okay, so uh, so they're, they're really losing so much money on this cheap condiment. The people I mean, at their no, tables? I mean he's <laughs> completely he's insane. joking, but at least it's like no, but at least there's a rationale there. It's that because it, it, we're gonna lose all this money on ketchup if everyone if everyone uses ketchup that way. That's the joke. It's obviously it's not. People have to put the ketchup. It, people it, it aren't eating bowls of ketchup by itself. They're putting out on something they're paying for. Well, she she is essentially. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she will uh, she will get if, punished with the go home state. If everyone behaved like Marilyn, they yeah. would, you know, they would. Now, have to now check why out the is she drowning food and ketchup? So she's spiting her own food yes. just to like piss off Larry. She's eating a spite dinner. Yeah, she's an awful person. <laughs> and <a stupid> person. <laughs> yeah, the sex better be phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know what Marty's in it for. It's well, it's sex at all. If for Mar- Marty, I think is phenomenal yeah. at this point. I mean, you want to have sex with somebody who has that much ketchup he, on their on their breath? <laughs> he, he left his loving wife of 40 years on a whim because, yeah. like, everyone else was doing it. Yeah. He wanted to be, like, better friends with Larry. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't well, even how is Nan? We haven't heard from Nan lately. <laughs> we, they're really, yeah, if there's a season 12, Nan should really come back as a main yeah. character. Mm. We had a nice <laughs> yeah, marriage. Lo- 
a lot of flair. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe uh maybe Freddie Funkhauser comes and does some ebum. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Well, we don't really know the true relationship. Yeah, they they had well wait they had they had they have their son right played by Chaz Bono. Chaz Bono is who is is Funk's right is son, Joe right. right. Yes, yeah, so Jody becomes Joey. Yes, yeah. So, but we haven't heard of Joey or Nan uh, since uh, since since for, since Marty passed away or went to Japan, whatever he did in the world of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's weird uh, that they never addressed it. Uh, but yeah, we're coming. We're coming down to the way. It's there. you know what it is, and I have this situation with many people in my life. Unfortunately, like uh, there's there's a whole bunch of people at synagogue. So I've been living in the same community now for like four and a half years. And there's and like when I first moved in was the time to learn people's names, but I didn't. And now it's too mm-hmm. late because we see each other all the time and we're not friends. So you can't so ask them their name. I, I can't ask them a name because I need to know. I should already know. So I'm just never going to know. So I think season 10, they should have done a better job acknowledging it. But I think they thought at the time, oh, he's going to get better. He'll come back. But then uh-huh. he passed away. Absolutely. But now they what are they going to say in season 11? And, and then I thought that they were going for something in the beginning when they had the fake funeral for for Super Dave's real life brother, Albert Brooks. But then they never came back to that. So I think at this point, they're never going to mention it again. Yeah, but it's like you could also just do it with like a line of dialogue at any point. Yeah. Like Freddie, it doesn't need to Freddie be can like say one comment about his his long lost, you know, cousin or uncle. Yeah. Like, and like they away. could all and they could all like be sad for two seconds yeah, and then exactly. like move on. And like it could be like a nice little homage to like, you know, how much we miss Marty or whatever. Um, yeah, I thought they yeah, were going I, that, uh, they, they, No, they've obviously actively chosen yeah. not to acknowledge it, which to me is uh, surprising. But you know, it's yeah. their show. Yeah, <laughs> they could do it they handle whatever they want. It's completely fine. Today, um, you know how like you know um, shows at the start of credits will say in memory of like did they do something like that right. in in early episode of season eleven? I don't remember. I don't know. Not that I recall. I, I no, I don't think so. I think we would have noticed that. Yeah, but I'm maybe sure, I don't yeah. remember. I'm sure we would have. I don't. I think. It, so. I, yeah, I feel like we would remember. Although we've been, for, you know, we you you yeah. forgot one of the guests we had on the show, so yeah. I suppose we could have forgotten that too. Mm, yeah, but um, yeah, the Albert Brooks episode would have been the perfect time to do it. Obviously, so I think yeah, there was, for sure. I think there was a tongue-in-cheek reference to his brother there, uh, unsaid but implied for those who know. Right, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Marty uh, toasts to living it up. They all raise their glasses. Mm. Larry tells Marilyn that, you know, she should really be careful with that much ketchup. Is there going to be a, she's like, is there going to be a ketchup shortage? I almost, I want more ketchup. But, you know, these days there might actually be a ketchup yeah, shortage. So yeah. Marilyn should be careful. Yeah. Avocados, uh, you know, uh, microprocessors, the weirdest things have shortages. Marilyn seems like she would have been unbearable during COVID. Yes. <laughs> I mean, at all times. So, yes. Yeah, no, but just like she yes, would become like, for sure. you know, extra. Yeah. Um, so uh, Marilyn pours herself some more ketchup. <laughs> um, it starts getting a little bit more comfortable at the table. And like Larry should just really drop it. Like, like it took him like he was like able to behave for 10 seconds with the water. And then now it's just a different thing. But why does has, Larry like, give a food. shit if Funk's girlfriend right. hates him? He doesn't. Yeah, I guess. But like, also, why do you care if like her meal tastes bad because it has too much ketchup on it? Why does Larry care about all the things that he decides to care about? <laughs> That's the show. Well, sometimes at least it's more public facing than this. This is just like, who cares? Let them eat shitty food that's drenched in ketchup. Yeah. How's it like? How does it affect you? That is my like uh, when I, that's a perfect like if I see somebody doing something gross, like putting too much ketchup or mayo on their food or whatever, uh, you know, again, I, I won't bring it up because there's no upside for me, but I, I'll silently judge them. So, yeah, Larry should silently <laughs> judge more. Right. Silence. Yeah. Yeah. Silent yeah. judging is good. Yeah. And then I'll comment to my wife later and she'll say, who gives a shit? So, 
Awesome. Yeah, and like the difference between like silently judging someone and not silently judging them is like one hundred percent. Yeah, it's being like accepted in society or being an asshole. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like it's it's the it's like the whole thing. Yeah. It's like you judge people in silence. Yeah. But like, don't pick a fight. Yeah. And then, then just like, move on the with the, your day. So, and then yeah. you know they can move on with their day. Yeah. Um, that's really one of the main keys to life is you know yes. the silent judging. Yes. Um. Accepting yeah, other so, people's right to be wrong. Inevitably, Marilyn spills the her food uh, covered in ketchup all over her blouse, and everything gets completely stained. And uh, Marty asks for a towel. Uh, obviously, they were this was this is a callback to uh, the survivor. Um, and uh, Bridget tells her to cover, try to cover it with her sweater. And she's like, "You know what? This is a go home stain. Like, we got to go home. Like, I yeah. can't stay anymore." Which is completely ridiculous. You don't have to go home. Like, it's fine. Like, you're amongst friends. Like, enjoy the rest of the night. Like, this is crazy. I mean, I can see this. I can see a situation where you get a stain bad enough that you're embarrassed and you want to leave. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. I mean, like if it was like a shit stage, fine. Yeah. So I, I had a situation. <laughs> actually, I had a situation at synagogue where I like bent down to like uh, pick up one of my kids and my pants like had a massive like the entire like lining ripped like 10 inches across. Okay. And so so fine. Yeah. So that was, a th- but I mean, I live like two blocks away from the synagogue. So I walked home with my prayer shawl on all the way, which probably made me look like a religious salad, but was just to have people not see my ass basically. <laughs> and then That's switched funny. pants and returned. Yeah. Um, I was just, we, when I was in Florida, like last month or two months ago at this point, uh, we were out for dinner and we like, we hung out with these, some people. And one of the people was like, this guy I just met. And like, he was saying how it's like his, one of his things is that like, he spills a lot. Like he's like constantly just like spilling and knocking things over. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I started laughing and as I was laughing, I spilled my own drink on myself. Oh, okay. Huh. I too, am somewhat of a spiller. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I basically always like, if I wear a dress shirt, like when I take it off and I was like, oh, there's a stain on it. Like, oh. Like, or I, I spill something. I always spill food. Um, <laughs> it's not great, but, you know, there's worse things to be done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you don't go home. Just live with it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so she excuses herself. Marty blames Larry for ruining the date, for getting her all worked up. And uh, Larry, you know, she, he's very apologetic to Bridget. I'm sorry for this disgusting display. Uh, she's like, why couldn't you just like let it go? Just like let her have ketchup. Um, and then Larry uh, picks up the glass of champagne and looks at her and says, well, you know who's going to have to pay for this expensive champagne now? So, so yeah, Larry's getting upset. So do you think that as soon as she saw Marty, her boyfriend, order the expensive champagne, she came up with the scheme to manipulate yeah. a go-home uh, stain to screw Larry with the bill of the champagne? I don't think that's what happened. Oh, okay. Oh, you thought Caesar had some <laughs> big plan, so. Oh, I think I backed up my Caesar with evidence. I don't think there's any evidence. And that's mm. what's happening here. Okay. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think you do. You think that? No, but I, I think I think once she was <laughs> okay. getting pissed off, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was looking for an excuse to leave. Uh, oh, yeah, fine. I don't think not, she's so, not so. Not so that she could dump the champagne bill on Larry. Like, I don't yeah. think she's sticking to that. that it, it, I mean, have you ever in your life, which is a common trope in movies, said to a waiter, bring me either your most expensive or your least expensive or your second most. Like, have you ever <laughs> read a reference by the ranking of expense when ordering a bottle of of, alcohol, of wine? It's insane. Um, I have I have said, like, I'll take like the like the house wine or the the house look, you know, whiskey or whatever. Sure. But you don't make a reference to the price. You don't say bring uh, yes, your most I mean, it's expensive implied. or your least expensive. Like you look at the menu and you're like, oh, this right. one is, you know, 
$18 and this one is $98. And then you order appropriate accordingly. You don't highlight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, unless you say I'd like to order the house red, in which case you're saying, give me the cheapest red wine that you have. Yeah. It's, um, it's, you're just saying it. You're just saying it more tactfully. Is the, yeah. Is the house one automatically the cheapest? I think so. Oh, okay. That is a, that's that that has been my impression, and that's why I've done that. <laughs> I'd be annoyed to learn that. Uh, um, I don't even know. I, I'm I paying more. I don't. I don't. I don't get a a glass of wine at a at a at a, at a restaurant. I'd rather get yeah. like a cocktail. I sometimes do. Yeah. I'd rather get something yeah. that, that somebody's making for me that I can't just pour myself at home. And if you are getting right. wine, like the, I mean, it's already like the, they basically charge for a glass what a bottle would cost you at the store. Right? Yeah. But yeah, at least I just, just I don't I can't really. Yeah, yeah I just I, I have trouble drinking like a lot of whiskey anymore. I used to drink mm-hmm. a lot of whiskey, um, but now I find that it's uh, it's not just making me queasy before the desired queasy. result kicks in. Mm. Yeah, it kind of just goes like straight to my stomach these days. So mm. I try to not drink much of it. OK. You know, uh, wine, wine, I, I could drink a different base for your cocktail. Vodka. I guess. Gin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I've never, I've never liked vodka or gin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just absinthe. drink a lot of wine instead. Uh, I haven't tried that. Hmm. I had a stage where I drink a lot of absinthe. I, I'll just stick with wine. I drink. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing just fine. With yeah. Okay. As far as you know, <laughs> alcohol consumption. I was not drink. I was not drinking enough. We need to give him more options. <laughs> Many people are sick. Yeah. He has insufficient, insufficient. Uh, vices and mm. ways to consume um so yeah so larry um is waiting for bridget uh to finish up in the bathroom and the man from earlier who larry uh defended he comes over and he thanks him for saving him from the mob and larry tells him no, no big deal it's nothing to me no big deal and he's and you know but then you know he mentions larry's name and larry's like how do you know who i am and he says, I know everything about you, and I actually wanted to kill you. Oh. And Larry's like, Fatwa. <laughs> and the man tells Larry that when you saved me, I had a complete change of heart. I realized that you're a nice guy. And I'm going to be speaking to my friends in higher positions and letting them know that you don't deserve to die. Yeah. Larry's very convenient touch. that every Muslim he meets, uh, Shara, Morsi, they all have connections. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're all good. Larry's perception yeah, of Islam uh, is similar to. Uh, Many anti-Semites perception of Judaism. They all have a big <laughs> meeting together. Yeah, <laughs> she's a plotter. Yes, she's plotted before. Yeah, she plotted before. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and Larry's like, "This is uh, so we crazy. have like so fifty million like, people at our meetings, which is very rowdy ra- 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 and confusing. But they have like one point two billion at their meetings. It's much more complicated. They need a much um, bigger. Uh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. I mean, that's why we were able to pull off nine eleven, and they could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Akiva got so mad at me for um, my Holocaust joke at the cookie tournament. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember, remember, I said that the, the kiddish cookies that Hitler went to a kiddish in 1933. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. I'm sure there was some behavior that was unpleasant. I'm not going to rule that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a bit much. <laughs> um. So yeah. The Holocaust was a bit much. Um, so, yeah. So Bridget comes out. He's like, why do you look terrified? And he tells her, um, oh, I was just talking to this guy and he's gone. Uh, very eerie. Yeah. Also kind of a sitcom there. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, you know, maybe if this guy is like some super secret spy, he should be able to do. Yeah. But in general, in sitcoms, you can have full volume conversations and people right next to you can't hear. And also a person right next to you can right. leave and you won't notice. 
right? They just yeah. disappear yeah. with regularity. Yes. Um, yeah, so we'll get back to Bridget. Larry's like uh, pumping up what a great night they had. Um, she thanks him again for like, you know, everything you're doing with Pemberton. And Larry's like, don't you worry. Believe me, by the time I'm done, they'll be begging Eddie to go to Pemberton. And she's like, so would you like to come on in? I've been feeling a little bit grateful. And Larry's like, gratitude sex. And she's like, well, if you're okay with that. And he says, well, you know, I've never had gratitude sex, uh, mainly because I've never done anything for which someone could be grateful. Yeah. But I've heard it's the ultimate. Yeah. Which um, we, we've already established the rankings of, of sex. And gratitude has not even been on the list before. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously yeah. conjugal visit sex is number, number one, one, right? Yeah, break out of prison right. sex, number two. <laughs> uh, Makeup so sex, number three. Break out, what, well, what about, didn't we have um, fatwa sex earlier this season? We had something. Right? Yeah, fatwa sex is somewhere on the list, yeah. Yeah, that this was is kind of fatwa sex because Bridget was attracted to him in the first place because of the fatwa, which Susie didn't understand, even though it worked on Elizabeth Banks last week, two weeks ago. Right. So, I mean, there's, I guess there's a little bit of fatwa sex. In this, there, is probably, fatwa, but, this is fatwa, fatwa slash gratitude sex. But also, it's like they haven't had sex yet. So, this is yeah, also just also kind just of like, I like, sex. I, I like, I like you sex, right? Yeah. Like, but also, <laughs> the first time that you have sex with somebody is obviously much more exciting than the second, third, fourth, fifth thousand, et cetera. Right. So. But he's, but it's like he's kind of like he's kind of getting screwed over here and not in the good way because uh, like he's wasting he all these be, good like, sexes on the first sex. Right. It's like he should yeah. be getting like a second sex as with the gratitude sex. Yeah. He should get his and like he's sex. just like lumping yeah. it all together. This is like when yeah. your birthday is around Christmas and like they exactly. just give you like one yeah. one big gift. It's like no yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Um I think yeah. Maybe Bridget's the fucking asshole. Mm. Yeah. Well, she's but really Bridget's been trying repeatedly and things have been Yeah, yeah. Blocking. Well, but but that's but like but that's also my point. It's like this isn't gratitude sex. Like we've been trying to have sex for 2 weeks. Well, Larry's the one who brought it and defined it as gratitude sex. She just said, "Hey, let's go in." I'm feeling grateful. Well, she yeah. said she did say I'm feeling a little grateful. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think she was uh, looking for an excuse to get him in there. I guess. Yeah. Um, She's been dying to have sex with this old man who doesn't take his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> so Bridget says, you know, I can't explain it, but I can show you. And they mm. come in and sure enough, Eddie's uh, up and going. Who is? Okay. And, yeah, they say so. Yeah. 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 Bridget can't believe it. I thought Nancy put you to bed. We don't even know who Nancy is. I guess that's the babysitter. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, uh, tells tells him it's past his bedtime. <laughs> Bridget points at Larry and he's like, it's past his bedtime, <laughs> uh, which is funny. And um, he goes up to his room and he starts making fun of Larry for looking weird, being an old man with wearing sneakers, tells him yeah. he's stupid. And Larry's just like, feel standing there being insulted. And uh, Bridget apologizes and says, you know, you understand. He's on the spectrum. Um, <laughs> so she tells Larry that if, you know, I'm not dealing with him, but if you could get him to bed, the gratitude mm. sex offer is still on the table. Yeah. Uh, All the so, intensity. Uh, Larry hurries up. <laughs> Larry immediately hurries up the stairs. He's like, we're doing this. Yeah. He, he basically like, <laughs> tackles Eddie. Yes. Climbs on Eddie. Guitar, threatens him. And, and somehow this doesn't immediately backfire. Yeah, this should backfire. Like, he like yeah. smashes his guitar. Yeah. And he says, and he says, listen, you little prick. Yeah. I have some gratitude sex coming to me and you're not going to ruin it. Now yeah. get into bed and I'm going to go have sex with your mother. Yeah. There's no way that works in real life. Um, yeah. Um, I guess, you know, people can be, um, you know, frightened. Well, I mean, I guess the point is that he is an asshole and someone's finally called him on it. So. Right. He just needed some tough love, it looks like. Scared <laughs> straight. Well, he got some. Yeah. 
All right. So we are going to jump into our first clip of the episode. Um, I will say this isn't necessarily the uh, most important or best uh, clip in this episode, but uh, we only have limited Funkman time left with us. So I think mm. we're going to be going uh, going to, into the well on Funkman as much as we can, even if it's uh, not his best stuff. Uh, although this is a perfectly fine scene, so I, I feel perfectly fine uh, reliving it. So let's go. Hello. You're looking at a man with an A on his shirt for apology. Is that so? Yes. I'm sorry for the other day. There was nothing I could do. We had to leave, so I left. Quite an expensive bottle of champagne I wound up paying for. We ordered the champagne because you wanted to live it up. You said let's live it up. <laughs> I would never live it up. I live it down. I don't live it up. Okay, maybe I said let's live it up. You, I you wanted did. to have a good time, that's all. So anyway, so you're here to what? Uh, Apologize, I'm sorry. For leaving me with the bill? No, I'm sorry for leaving early. That's what I'm sorry about. I don't mind you leaving early, but I think the proper apology would be to say, I'm sorry, here's $250 for the champagne, okay? That, that's a cash apology. My apology is from the heart. That's something that means something. Why do you come to the office to apologize because without offering the money? Bad. I, I if you feel bad, money. you offer the money. No, you don't. You don't understand feeling, feeling bad. bad. is feeling it no, in the heart, feeling not in bad the is making it up. It is not. Well, to come here and apologize without taking your wallet out and offering, who knows if I would even accept it? There's not even an offer. Let's go to lunch. Talk it over. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I gotta take a quick piss. Mr. Larry. Ah, uh, Caesar. I All right, let's pause there. Yes. Right. Um, I, I don't even. I don't so even. Yeah, understand. I mean, what are they arguing about? That is so inane and stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the best scene, but uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna. As I said, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess there is. I, I have experienced this phenomenon of like where someone's like not apologizing for the right thing. Um, or at least not for the thing the person wants an apology for, and they're, well, like, he, they're trying to claim yeah. that they apologize just by giving a kind of like a more general apology. Mm. He, I mean, he did apologize, um, but he didn't make the offer. Let me reimburse. Like, there's a solution, also, right? It's the you know, well, the, but that's Larry's point. Like, yes. I don't care yeah. about the thing. Teshuva involves for. making amends. You can't say I'm sorry for stealing something while you're holding it in your hand and not return it. Right, is, and like Larry's like saying, I don't, I don't care that you left. You don't have to apologize for that. Yeah, like, I didn't want to be with your crazy girlfriend. Yeah, but like. What you should be sorry to me for is that I paid for this bottle of champagne I didn't want. Yeah. Um, and that you're you're not offering an apology or any restitution. Hmm. So, you know, apology, you know, I guess I accept it as to the thing I didn't give a shit about. Um, but yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what's going to we're going to continue now as uh, Caesar is going to come back to the stage. I want to thank you for offering me to watch the game in your TV. Oh, uh, well, you're very welcome. Well, unfortunately, I couldn't make it. What? Yeah, my wife, she wanted me to do a bunch of chores in the house, so I, I couldn't come. I'm, uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Too bad. But uh, you, you're a member of a nice country club, see? Yeah. Can I bring my family there for a nice little <laughs> swing? Little sis is like Aquaman. No, <laughs> no, you can't. So you, you think this is not an insane request? Well, I forgot that he opens with the country club. He didn't say, can I come swing at your personal pool? <laughs> right. Although, Let actually, me, that, that's, less, that's less of a request because I assume that you have guest passes, and then it's not even on your own property, in your own house, in your bathroom. It's just, you know, give him a, one of the guest passes that you have. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking that, like, he's going to have to, like, pay, for, like, a ton of money to get them in or something. 
But I guess maybe he has guest passes. I can think of guest passes. Mm. Um, okay, if he has guest passes, it's still it's whatever. You, you're not friends. Well, the, the weird part is how he's already says that he already promised it. You know. <laughs> well, he's he's just trying to make an excuse because he doesn't want. He's like, no, like I'm not taking you to my, my country club because you forego you you forego like a ten dollar tip that you're now trying to leverage into like some huge favor. Yeah, from a stranger. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the exact nature of their relationship is. <laughs> he works in the building where Larry works, and he didn't know who he was. Yeah, well, that's the part I wonder. How well did they know each other before this all happened? Yeah, okay. Family there? No. But, but why not? That's not the way it works. No. I don't understand your lack of generosity. Lack of generosity? What are you talking about? That's where he escalates it. Which you turned down. I did not take it, so you owe me a favor. I already repaid you a favor that I didn't even owe you. The whole point of the tip it's for you to be indebted to me. Now you've, you've ripped the tip. <laughs> I promise, little Caesar. All right. This is the last one. Okay? This is it. And next time I give you a tip, you take it. Okay? Oh, okay, Mr. Larry. But the country club is out. You can't swim there. They're racist. <laughs> They're not going to let you in there. Why are you a racist club? They're all racist. That's the way they operate. <laughs> They're all racist. That's point? the way they operate. Oh, I, I would. Um, doesn't I mean I don't know why he's even asking to stay at go to Larry's pool. Doesn't he know it's not adequately protected with a five foot fence? Yeah. Or maybe that law hadn't hadn't gone into effect yet. Mm, yeah. But uh, the heater in my house got all screwed up and nothing's working now and the pool's I, not working. I bet you have friends with <laughs> nice pools. Mm. Hey. Your pool working? Yeah. Can Caesar and his family <laughs> use, use your pool? Who's Caesar? <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you, Caesar. Nice to meet you, sir. Can he use my pool? Hot out, they have no place to swim. And At this time of year, <laughs> we might have family coming over. You know, I never know. And I'll tell you what. We call it even, the $250. So you're never going to mention it again? Never again. When do you want to come over? On Saturday. What time is good for you? 8 a.m.? Uh, let's 8 make it 8.30. Hey, Thank you, sir. Do me a favor. Yes, sir. No diving and try to stay in the shallow end, okay? That's okay. his number. Oh, thank you, Mr. Larry. <laughs> Little Cesar is going to be so happy. Gracias. Um, yeah, Caesar is a manipulative jerk. Okay. I stand by it. Okay. Um, oh, we're actually going to... Uh, Jump straight back into the next scene. Forgot. Is that the montage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna meet. We're gonna reconnect with some old friends here. Mm, yeah, F- friends of the podcast. That's right. That's right. All right. So we got uh, Moe here going around. He's uh. Hell, you need All he did was use me to get in the carpool lane. So he start with money now. So you're saying that uh, your encounter was not of sexual nature? Hell no. <laughs> You could have had all this. Okay, so pause for a second. So in that scene, he meets with Monina, and the good thing from his perspective that Larry does is that he did not have sex with this person. Right. He's a whole he's wholesome. So, so the merit is okay, so okay, but there's gonna be some inconsistency. So the merit is that Well, not well well that he didn't that he's not with a hooker, I think is in well, particular. Okay, all right. So so his first merit is that he did not have sex with this prostitute. Yeah. Okay. Or they, they they thought that he may have, and it turns out, oh, he's not so bad. Okay. He just All wanted right. to hang out with her. All right, let's go to Yoshi next. You don't understand 
How can your father be a kamikaze pilot when he's still alive? He grazed the ship. <laughs> grazed it, but not fatal. Merrill. And Larry was right. <laughs> so Larry David went down and date with you and carried you upstairs. Yeah. I didn't want him to. Oh, he insisted? Yes. You know, I Gentleman. was the only girl in a wheelchair he was dating. So he went out with two different women with disability. At least. Denise handicapped and went to wheelchair. Yeah. All right, here I understand how he sounds good. I see Larry occasionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. very benevolent. All right, now we get wide vagina nurse. I had some yes. Some issues with him. But wasn't the real issue <laughs> the big vagina? Yes, it's big. Big enough to steal a Mickey Mantle autograph baseball. Yes. He took a word in one of my rhymes and changed that shit, and it opened up lyrically for me. It was amazing, man. He also saved me from a, a marriage to a lesbian. So, yeah, that motherfucker's my Caucasian. <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. Okay. Right, that's your I do love the nod to the fact the that in real life Wanda had come out in the interim. Yes, yes, that's funny. Yes. Yeah. And it's Shia Sahama. Yeah. I'm allowed to be with a man alone after sundown. So I asked him to jump. And he refused. So I had to jump. So he refused to follow the tenets of Jewish Orthodoxy. Oh, absolutely. Big time. <laughs> I love the smile there. That's my favorite moment of the episode. Please continue. So he comes upstairs and, and, and he accuses me of clomping. And I explained to him I had these shoes, these heavy shoes that I wear because my feet get cramped. And they make noise. I invite him in. Uh, I, I offer him a, 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 a soda. He took it and it, it exploded and it got all over him and he got all upset. Now it's now it's Mr. Fox. Did you clump on purpose? A bit. And did you embellish the shaking of the soil? Yeah. Thank you. May I offer you some refreshment? No, thank you. All right. Yes. Now, can we... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember what your position is, but I remember I very strongly was on the position in the Michael J. Fox episode that Michael J. Fox was embellishing the clomping, was faking it like the whole time that he was the bad guy. Okay, so that's interesting because now we're going to go off the tape because I remember it as exactly the opposite, that I was thought he, Michael J. Fox was the bad guy. Oh, and, and I you thought that. Oh, oh, interesting. Do we have wow, the tape? So we should Do you have that uh, teed up? <laughs> Well, actually, there's an easy way to tell, potentially, if if we could see if either one of us made him the fucking asshole, that would. Oh, oh look, can you look, can you look at the, the spreadsheet quickly? So All right, I'm looking at that. The yeah. uh, no, in the Michael J. Fox episode, we both named Asif Manvi, the man in the elevator, as the biggest fucking asshole. <laughs> so that's not proof Fine. either way. Okay. Yeah, he was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go to the videotape of our podcast from season eight and see uh, who said what and who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> okay so so let's discuss the soda so your theory is that michael shook it up on purpose um hmm, maybe you not said, here yet 
Yeah, I, to me, it's great. And by the way, this is like screwing over Michael more than Larry. Like, okay, worst thing Larry does is loses a sweater. But Michael, it's all over his own house. You know, like it could ruin like the furniture or, you know, you don't know where it's going to spray. It can hit that white couch. I don't know. Okay, so I mean, I don't know. We can, I guess we'll go through them one by one. But yeah. I, I do think there is an extent to which he's playing up the Parkinson's. Like he likes that. Like everyone's like, oh, he has Parkinson's. Like, well, but he, maybe. But like but he so likes far, telling everyone the first two where Larry is going to allege it's it's intentional and Michael says it's Parkinson's. We agree that it's probably Parkinson's. Uh oh. Well, also, like I was wondering what the soda, what type of soda is, because like Doctor Brown's always explodes. <laughs> Okay, so maybe I didn't find the exact right thing yet. So, because I, th- I think we, we obviously we discussed it earlier in the episode, and now we're bringing it back up again. But well, there you're sort of winning over I am over me. Yeah, yeah. So well, I let's think, get to I the clopping. Go okay, we'll go ahead to the clopping. So, but I think what probably happened is I, I asserted this earlier in the episode, and now we're referencing it, and I probably asserted it more strongly. Uh, but let's see if we could find the clopping. I don't remember how far. Uh, he's like, no, that was just bad timing. Yeah. See, that's and, the thing. I, I don't think that he's blaming Parkinson's because if he was, he would have blamed it here. Right. That's true. And Larry complains about the stomping again. And Michael says, well, why don't you just take it up with the board? Mm. And John comes over. He's like, Michael is. Said he went too far. Um, okay, I, so maybe I didn't. Uh, I think maybe I wasn't as strong at it, but I think I was definitely more on the side. Yeah, yeah. You, you've won. I Michael's, lost, Michael's sure. faking it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, may, I, I'll I'll see if I could find uh, the you know more if there's anything more where we could get into it more. But uh, fair enough. Um, yeah, of course. You know, this is just super cool, Michael J. Fox. Um, I actually like. I, I really love him as a villain. He's also he also plays a villain on The Good Wife, and he's just like super fun. So it's like obviously he's like the ultimate hero from the '80s, uh, Back to the Future. Uh, but him as a villain has been uh, a fun turn. But interesting, are you? So your perspective is you see him as the villain in this episode? Uh, yeah, he's definitely. I think he's definitely playing up the Parkinson's to mess with Larry. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Because I thought that he's clearly not, and Larry's just a complete insane maniac. No, I think he's taking advantage. All right. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll get into that, I guess. Um, I'm victorious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's uh let's see. Is there anything more in this scene? We'll continue with uh Michael J. Fox and the presence. No. I think that was okay. Fine. Um. All right. <laughs> Where were we after that very long detour? Well, that was the that was the end of the montage. Michael J. Fox is the last one, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he's the last one. Yeah. So, yeah, I do love we have multiple pretty, pretty, pretty good former guests. We have Chris Williams. We have Evie Spar. The, the montage yeah. to me and then the, the court case uh, with the imams, it feels very end of the series type stuff. And in fact, I'll go yeah. further. It seems like an intentional reference to the Seinfeld finale. In the yes. Seinfeld finale, we have these characters who ostensibly have been portrayed for nine seasons as our heroes. And now the series ends with everyone knowing everyone they know comes to testify to say, actually, they're fucking assholes in Curb. Larry has ostensibly been portrayed for nine seasons as a fucking asshole. And now the series is possibly ending question mark with everyone he knows coming to testify about how he's actually a hero. 
So um, yep. unless you're like a hater of the Seinfeld finale like you, I think this symmetry is actually pretty good. Yeah, I don't think it makes the Seinfeld finale good. It makes it makes this montage clever. Hmm. Okay, so so that's definitely what they're doing, right? You agree? It's a, it's an I, yes, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think this retroactively redeems the Seinfeld episode because okay. they were able to like joke about it in yeah. a different show twenty years. But ago. but it is funny because yeah, uh, for nine seasons we didn't think of of the core four as assholes, and they clearly were. And yeah. here Larry's uh, presenting the opposite case. Although it's cherry picking yeah. who Morsi goes to interrogate because if he investigated some other people, I think Larry would be confirmed as an asshole. Well, I mean, I think part of the part of the joke is seriously, you know, there is you have crazy eyes who obviously is just like loves Larry, yeah. but the rest of the people are all enemies of Larry who just like happen to either tell their story and not, you know, with, with if they had filled in more details, because, you yeah. know, they kind of like play word games to sort of like, you know, spin some of the stories to put Larry in a more positive light. Morsi um, knows how to get to the core of a man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and yes, he thought there certainly are examples that are more clear cut. Larry being horrible that if Morsi had got his hands on, Larry would be toast. Yeah, but, now, so, yeah so I he do, definitely locked out a little bit. Yeah, while I love this montage, the the court case, I, I absolutely hate the court case. Um, the, the acting is very bad. Like the beards and the accents seem almost like offensively fake to me. I don't know. Though the whole thing, I did not like. Yeah, I agree. Um, although I did, we have that clip too, just because oh, it, okay. it ties up a lot. Okay, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, is that the very next scene? Also, did I skip? Some? Uh, no, there's a little bit. Yeah, I, I wanted to split them up a little bit more oh, after okay. I did two back to back. Whatever, not that it matters. Who cares? Um, I'm creating art here. <laughs> so we're Warm at. Uh, <laughs> so Larry goes uh, over to the Pemberton Academy uh, to settle Jerry's scores with the guy who claims he stole his joke and also to see if he can uh, seal the deal to get uh, the kid into the boarding school. And so that way he can uh, seal the deal with mom. Although I feel like at this point we presume that he has already sealed the deal, right? It, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, bullied, scared, the he bullied the kid. He scared the kid straight. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he got he got it. He got it. In. Okay. So Larry's committed here. He's not just this is not just a one and done. Yeah. No, he likes this know, girl. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, and at that age, you find someone willing to have sex with you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you don't uh, just, uh, you know, willy-nilly. Um, so, yeah, so he's uh, he's talking to them, and, like, they um, say that, you know, they're really thankful for all the Seinfeld material that he's given them, and it's really made a big difference. You know, you're so kind, and Larry well, he, decides to He just, him. by coincidence, had a long-term relationship with this one school that she wanted to get her son into? Uh, yes. Okay. Um. I guess, or it could be that there maybe there are several of these schools, and she found out that he had connections there, so that's the one that she pushed for. Because oh, maybe okay, yeah, that could be, be a yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, um, but or it could just be coincidence. Well, you know, uh, but yeah, I guess it would certainly be a coincidence that like he his assistant randomly donated to the school. Like Larry doesn't actually have any connections there. Um, so yeah, so Larry uh, decides that he needs he wants to reposition where he's sitting on the couch. That he's only uh, on the side of the couch that is facing the man, and he wants to be more in the middle because um, you know he's heard that sometimes it seems like men are not holding women in positions of influence and high regard. And she wants to make sure that she understands that he's talking to both of them, um, which you know you could you could probably do in a way that calls less attention to what you're doing and be a little bit more subtle. But you know it's a nice thought. Yeah. And she uh, she tells him she understands and you sit wherever the fuck you want, basically. Uh, he's like, well, in that case, I'm going to move back to the other side of the couch because I was really more comfortable there. Yeah. And I, I only moved on your account, even though you didn't ask me to or express any d- desire to have me sit in a different location. Yeah. Uh, 
So they start uh, talking about Eddie, and he's like, you know, it would be really be great um, if you could have him in the school. I've really come to think of him as a son. Well, I guess maybe more like a nephew, actually more like a foster child who comes to your house, and all of a sudden you're like, what did I do? Am I nuts? But then you grow to love him. That's where I am. I'm, up, I'm at the part where I love him now. And they're like, okay, well, we want to hear a little bit more about your relationship with Bridget. Like, is she your girlfriend? Uh, he's like, well, you know, I guess I'm seeing her. Is she my girlfriend? She does have tampons in my house, uh, which is straight out of Seinfeld. Yeah. Now, this is very uh, strange. But- Why would I don't think a place would ever ask, is she your girlfriend? Like, you are a heavy roller. You're asking us for a favor. The nature of the relationship doesn't matter. Well, I guess it's kind of like they want to know, like, who is this kid to you? Like, they yeah. don't want to, like, but, let but, in but, some but, kid as a favor to Larry David. And then they have to, like, deal with this kid and, like, not have, like, Larry David's continued investment in the school. But, see, I, like, I, th- that's kind of- I don't think that's how it works. Uh, do you know how I got into Gush? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So um, uh, we applied, you and I, uh, to programs for uh, a year abroad after high school. And a very funny story. The place that you went to for 11 days and then left. <laughs> I didn't even interview there, but I got a rejection letter anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like just in case you were thinking yeah exactly I, I think they asked for basically a list of everybody from the top two shears and then preemptively sent rejection letters to everybody they didn't want which is pretty funny but um yeah so i i wanted to go to another place and it was like the only place i really applied to and i did not get in unfortunately uh and then we had a mutual friend who uh, uh was had some deep pockets uh uh named mike and i went to his house uh his vacation house actually and he introduced me uh, or his father introduced me to another friend of his who had deep pockets who was on the board of the school that I wanted to get into. And the guy spoke to me for about 30 seconds. And then the next day I got a call from the school that I was admitted. Um, and this guy didn't know me at all. It's just, uh, you know, he called the school and said, hey, as a fa- I'm a big supporter of your institution. As a favor, I want this kid. In. And they're like, okay, fine. You want it? We'll put him in. They're not going to say, you know, what's your relationship with him? But, you know, I don't think. Um, and, then, and then the funnier part of the story is we fast forward. I'm in the school. And then like a couple weeks into the year, the guy who's sort of on campus is sort of like the development guy. He comes, he plucks me out of the study hall, takes me back to his office. And he says, first of all, I want to know how is Mr. So-and-so? And he asked me the name of some guy. <laughs> and I stared at him and I said, I have no idea who that is. And there was an awkward pause. And then he said to me, oh, I know why I asked that question, but you don't know why I asked that question. So we'll just move on. And then I immediately realized, oh, he just asked me the name of the guy, the reason that I've accepted into the school, how he's doing, <laughs> and I don't even know who he is. And so this guy's probably like, oh, shit, why did we let this kid in the first place? Right. Um, and then fast forward another 24 years, and I thought about this like a year ago. And so I called our friend Mike to tell him the story. And I said, hey, I never tracked down the guy who got me into the school. I don't even know his name. I heard it once in 2001 and didn't recognize it. Maybe I should reach out to him and thank him. And Mike said, that's very funny. The person who I think it is, he's dead. So I missed my chance there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think what like what they want is they want Larry David to continue giving money to this school. Yeah. Like, that's their main thing. Right. So, like, yeah. if this is like you're going to this is you're going to be this kid's father, then absolutely. No matter what this kid is like, he's in because we'll take your recurring donation of, you know, half a million dollars a year because we're putting up with your asshole, you know, stepson. Yeah. But if this is like, like some girl that like you're dating and like you're going to get bored of her in three weeks and now we're going to be stuck with this kid and you're you don't care give a shit about Pemberton anymore, then that's a different story to them. But the, but he's accepted based on Larry's previous relationship. The, like he's accepted yeah. based on what Larry's already given them. 
Well, that and they're they well they well, they want to assess it. They want to understand what's the nature of this. You know, if 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 we, if he's gonna if this is like oh we're engaged to be married and Larry David is gonna be remaining in the picture, then it's, this is like a no brainer from like a fundraising standpoint, right? Because it's like whatever it is, you'll put up with it. You know, even if this kid is horrible. But if it's like okay, this is like you know a favor for services already rendered, and now we're signing up for ten years of this kid. And yeah. he like, you know, he who otherwise wasn't getting into the school, wasn't qualified for whatever, you know, whatever this this is some like, you know, high elite academy, we're assuming. Yeah. Um, so like if, you know, we'll do that for, you know, X dollars a year, but not for you gave us some Seinfeld tapes ten years ago. Like okay. the tapes got him a meeting. Yeah. Uh, this is probably like you know, like a hundred thousand dollar a year school or something. Like, there's probably like some crazy. Also, right, like who's paying for it? I'm assuming That's she's also they want to know. She's just trying to get him in. I don't think she's well, well, she's... well, they want they they want to understand the situation. I think yeah. it's you know, okay. <laughs> I, I I'm not saying that it's it's nice, but like I think this is just like how it works with situations like this. I know a message. You know, I dabble in very you know high elite circles. With, you know, I'm a yeah. big philanthropist. I'm kind of a big deal. Um, okay, so they, um, you know, they keep pressing him and, you know, they say that, you know, it would be, it would really be a lot easier to make this work if we understood that, you know, you had like a real relationship and he's like, well, you know, relationships could be complicated. They're kind of tough. You get involved with somebody and all of a sudden you got to check, you got to report in, you have to text them, you have to call them, you go for, you go away for a weekend with your friends to Vegas and you come back and you're, she's like, did you have fun? And you got to say, no, no, I didn't have fun. It wasn't fun at all. Worst trip I ever had in my life. But then she goes and talks to your friends and they say they had a fantastic time and she comes back to you and she's like, your friend said you had a great time and you go no 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 no. they had a great time i had a lousy time yeah uh this whole scene <laughs> reminds me of when elaine is trying to get them uh a, a um a kid from the adoption agency <laughs> yes yes yeah <laughs> she's right like, who's larry like, gonna have to the answer is like yeah right like yeah he's just like he, i he, i don't know why he has so much difficulty lying in this scene like like he could, he should just like play it up. Like if he wants to get it done, like they're asking about like, what's the relationship here? Like, oh yeah. Like we're in a relationship. Like, you know, we're, he's, you know, I love him. Like, why, why is he saying like, oh, he's kind of like the foster kid who you hate at first and then he grows on you. Yeah. It's like, no, he's not making a good sell here. Um, so, you know, they interrupt him and they're like, well, you know, how, what's like your dating history been like in general? Like how are good at you are making commitments? And he's like, well, I, for starters, I can't sleep in the same bed as anybody. <laughs> it's a horrible night's sleep. You're off in the corner yeah. and like, you don't want another body touching mine. I have this a little bit. Like I can't fall asleep if I'm like having like contact. It's very oh. weird. Yeah. That's sort of the more stereotypical male role. Like there's the, there's the, uh, the hug and roll that Ross tries to teach Chandler and friends, for right. example. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm the opposite. My, my wife doesn't want me anywhere near her when she's sleeping. And, and I, I like uh, I, I like to use yeah. another it's thing just, as, it's my, a... as my blanket, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the same with the kids also. Like, like, I, oh, I'll like children are better know. the worst. Well, I'll like, you know, I'll like hug them for like a few minutes, but then it's like, OK, I want to go to sleep. Like, I'll like flip over because like I, I need like my own space to sleep. Wait, hold on. You're tolerating them in your bed to start the evening? No, not to start the evening. Oh. They so, come in, though. One of them in particular comes in constantly. Yeah, but it's more middle of the night. You're just too tired to fight about it and to kick them out. Well, right? I would kick them out. Uh, it's not uh, my wife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a strong. And like they, they like go, doors. They go to. Oh, interesting. Um, no, no, not their doors. I that's actually lock, very. I want to lock our bedroom door. And she's like. 
Jen's like, well, they're just going to like bang on the door. I'm like the first night. Yes, they will. But then when they learn that when they bang on the door, it doesn't do anything and we don't get them. Then after one or two nights or whatever, they'll stop coming in altogether. Um, unless there's okay, a real this, is, this is fascinating because hmm. I, I, I this is kind I guess kind of a crazy funny. It's kind of random. So I listened to the episode of this season of this episode of Curb from when Robin Akiva did it okay. uh, before before we started. And I think just like completely unrelated. I, I'm going to have to go find this clip. Not now, but you, you could drop it in later. Um, completely unrelated. So like I think it is a, like a, some crazy random thing here. Um, you, you, I think you and Akiva had been discussing on 32 Fans, and it came up on this, her podcast, that you never lock doors. And then it's like a Chester thing that nobody in the Chester family locks doors. Oh, no, that's a No, my wife doesn't lock like the, the outer doors of our home, encouraging people to just come in and, uh, and you know, rape and murder us. Oh, I see. But, uh, okay, but so it, that. yeah, so that, that those. Yeah, my, my, my wife and kids, uh, they don't close doors. They don't lock doors. They don't turn lights off. They just leave all doors open. It drives me nuts. Oh, OK, I just go around my house closing and locking doors and turning off the lights all day long. OK, got it. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I've been hearing a lot of different podcaster policies on locking doors. Tonight, yeah, so I, I am. I support locking and closing doors. I'm just I'm, a, I'm in a losing battle there. Oh, we might have also talked about how Chester is meeting my siblings and my parents. They love to walk yes. into closed doors uninvited. Yes, that's what you were talking about. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, my, my brother Sammy walked in on me and Jen in uh, positions of uh, awkwardness on multiple <laughs> occasions and did not learn. <laughs> well, why did you lock the door? This is what I'm getting at. Oh, th- that this is when at least the, the time I can remember being most uncomfortable was what I, I, I didn't have a lock on my bedroom door. I was in law school at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, um, I mean, do most like when you lived in apartments with friends, did you have like locks on all the bedroom doors? I feel like I'm a mass. I don't know. Maybe like, not. Does the average apartment um, in the city have locks in the doors. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah so he uh, the, the better question is, why does my brother walk into a room when the door is closed? A bedroom? Yeah, he should knock. Yeah. The challenge with uh, the or knock, at least though, or at least press his ear up against. The yeah. Door. So the actual challenge with the knock vis-a-vis bedroom doors is if the person's sleeping, you could wake them up. And the and you don't and then you don't want to do that. So in that case, you want to yeah. just open a crack, look if they're sleeping, and then leave. Yes, but um, I'd much rather wake somebody up than walk in on them having sex. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was uh well whatever something was happening. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah that's probably yeah. worse. Yeah, you're in the same category. Well, uh, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna need yeah we're gonna need details. Yeah, <laughs> ask um, Sammy. <laughs> ask Sammy. All right. Yeah. So the um the woman is it, is it again. He's like, a oh. mutual friend of ours doesn't believe exists. It happens. Uh, I gotcha. I, I was already there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm constantly making. <laughs> okay. So like the woman's like, well, we just need to understand where this relationship with Bridget is going. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I foresee a date where I will allow her to sleep in the guest room. <laughs> and they keep they keep pushing to define the relationship. And he's like, I can give you nine months. Mm. Um, which I think he's really saying, okay, let's talk talkless. It's like you want you have, how many donations are we talking about? Yeah. And then like they see like you know he sees the look of disapproval on their faces and he's. Like, I mean, nine months of happiness and then years and years of being miserable. Mm. And they're like, that's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, that you'll be in a long term committed relationship with this woman. He gets a phone call and it's Marty who's he's saying that Caesar can't come, in, come to the pool because he's going to Catalina and I'm not going to be there. So you can't come when I'm not there. And Larry laments that Caesar's going to be very disappointed. 
um while he's like well i don't know caesar or little caesar for that matter so i don't really give a shit mm. and are we still little caesar's i've never eaten that not kosher but i've been told it's very very yeah. bad pizza i've never eaten a little caesar's so mm. i don't know either um the admission officer snag larry for coming in they say things are looking pretty good um i think you know we can make this work with eddie and larry's like would it be okay if my acquaintance caesar used the pool on sunday and they're all both like what is wrong with this guy so but um, but they acquiesce they acquiesce yeah now is, is larry's only friend with a pool is marty he uh went from marty straight to funk uh to pemberton <laughs> uh, well jeff? i guess he figures by the way jeff yeah, i guess he, well, this jeff. is i think the only episode in curb history we have no jeff no Cheryl, no Susie, no Leon. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, a lot of credit only. Yeah, for our big. Yeah, age. we'll get to we'll we'll get to the ratings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, don't make episodes without Jeff, Susie, or yeah. Leon. Yeah. Um, well, they took a risk. So yeah, so we yeah we head back to the restaurant and Larry again sees another couple kissing in in you know the booth and he he thinks it's disgusting. And, and again, where um, is this going to pay off? It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they're excited. They have the same table. And Bridget tells him she just got off the phone with Pemberton and Eddie wasn't accepted to the school because Caesar and his family befouled the pool. And what does nope. that mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Caesar I, took a shit in the water. I think that's how, what it has to be. Like, what else could it be? And they also they said to this woman, your son's education is canceled because some unrelated third party like, you know, shat in our pool. That might well, be the maybe reason. they're realizing they they're don't like, want to get into bed with Larry David. Sure, they say "fuck you, Larry," but they wouldn't tell the mom of the kid that's why. They just say, "unfortunately, right. there's no space." Maybe they would tell Larry that's right. why. Yeah, they would say it didn't work out. Right? They yeah. wouldn't say because. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, well, maybe they're trying to save so, save uh, Bridget from uh, nine months of misery or, or a lifetime of misery, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Marty and uh, Marty Marilyn come in and they're talking about how amazing Catalina is, but Bridget's just like she can't hear it; she's too angry, and she uh, she heads out. Yeah, and Larry tries to apologize, but she doesn't accept his apology. Uh, so he tells Marty, "Okay, I'm leaving. You can uh, cover the pill for the expensive champagne." And uh, the waitress arrives and opens up the sh- the champagne right in front of Marty, and they sigh. And so Larry tries to chase after Bridget, and she drives off too fast, and he misses her. A black Mercedes pulls up, and the rear window slides down, and Mosier tells Larry to get in. And Larry's like, mm. but I haven't even had brunch yet. <laughs> and he tells Larry to get in anyway, and they drive off. And now we're going to go to the uh, the big tribunal. So they, they when I was listening to Robin Akiva, um, when Akiva, Akiva was like talking about the title to the episode, he was he was saying that originally he was seeing it being referred to as two different names, both um, "Never Wait for Seconds" and "The Tribunal," referencing this scene. Obviously, it ended up being "Never Wait for Seconds," but um, which yeah, is a better, more helpful name in terms of remembering what the episode is about. The At tribunal, least that is, yes. No, no, I'm saying "Never well, Wait for the... Seconds." I know what that is. The, the tribunal wouldn't. The, the tribunal is sort of like the hero, the favor. It's too vague. I would. I don't think I'd immediately remember. Right. That. I guess, but right, but that's more like it's more the, critical the plot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Again, I think they really want to never wait for seconds to take off as a cultural thing. Yeah. Sorry, didn't work out. Yeah. And, and flip the tip also. lines are interminable. Yes, I am familiar. Because they cook the eggs while you wait. And all I want is 
Now, hold on a second. The omelet station is usually a separate place than the rest of the food. Usually. And the correct. imam is it complaining about how here. you have to wait. They cook like that's the whole point that you get. They make your eggs however you want them. You can also just go get scrambled eggs from the tray usually, but then they're not going to be custom made for you. Yeah, but I think what I think what we saw earlier is that it was just like all in the same place, which is very stupid. But I think that is what it was. Yeah, the omelet station yeah, so here we, a separate line, obviously. So here we go. I'm looking on subs like scripts, which is the um, the transcript. It's a site yeah. that has transcripts for every episode. Mm-hmm. And for season, it says season nine, episode eight, the tribunal. Oh, interesting. They have the wrong. So name. it the seems like they must have put it out under two different or maybe, maybe they, in other know, countries. They told it's got press name or something. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, they said an original name in like the initial press that they gave and then they changed it later or something. And, you know, some places just never updated their website. Now, so 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 Um, we're somewhere in Los Angeles where these five imams (laughs) are presumably like like senior officials. Yeah, Yeah, they're muftis. Yeah, but they're senior Shia officials that have the the ability to coordinate with the government of Iran and and call off. um, They can call off a fatwa. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, fine. And like, who cares if he's a nice guy? He like, yeah, committed that, like horrible yeah, crimes. Exactly. He said he, he made fun of the Ayatollah. Yeah, that that was they, they weren't they weren't fatwaing him because he was an asshole or not an asshole. It was at once <laughs> right because he's a generally bad guy. Yeah, which which yeah. none of these things <laughs> absolve or address in any way. But yeah, yeah, he committed blasphemy. It's the worst thing you could do. It deserves the death penalty. Yeah. Unless right, you're the continue. kind of guy who rejects yeah, the tenets of Jewish orthodoxy. And <laughs> right. we'll, we'll, we'll get to their reaction to him having sex with Sean. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, go, let's go one by one. Let's yeah, go through okay. them, yeah. A nice compliment to the eggs. With ketchup? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, it's a must. Uh, delicious. It's a must. <laughs> so it seems wrong to wait 15 minutes just for that. Yes, of course. Why even get them? Exactly. So I took a chance. But the outcry was unlike anything you could ever imagine. You are perceived as a cutter. There's nothing Americans hate more than a cutter. He pronounces it like the country. I was here. Cutter. But this man, he rose to my defense. He said I have every right to get seconds without waiting. He was forceful, passionate, and courageous. When the American blood sugar gets low, they turn to animals. (laughs) It's very intimidating. So none of these guys are American. They've all flown in from Iran for this. <laughs> yeah. If it was today, they would just zoom. I come before you to beg you. Well, he tried zooming with the uh, ambassador from the council. Case. <laughs> I have read the report of your investigation with great interest. However, there are many things in his past which contradict his behavior in the restaurant. For example. This business about not giving out candy on Halloween. Surely that cannot be just. Yeah, I mean, this is really serious finale ish. He did give out candies, but the girls in question, they were teenagers, much too old to be tricking. Tricking or treating. This is all so very confusing. (laughs) Well, you play tricks if you don't get the treat, is my understanding. But the girls were 16. You don't trick when you're 16. That's not tricking. That's stealing. By denying them candy, he was teaching them a lesson. Now, hold on a second. Why does he have to explain this now? Wouldn't his report have explained that exactly? 
<laughs> well, they may be, you know, they, yeah. they didn't give the full picture. They're fleshing it out a little bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they, they, they wanted to spread out, the, you know, they didn't want yeah. to do all the... <laughs> yes. Ah, very good. Very good. Lunchtime. Or maybe, you know, they latched onto some set of facts in the dossier yeah. that he provided them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, actually, you're, you're forgetting the second part of the story yeah. where, you know, it actually turned out. Well, I don't, I don't know. They, they normally serve ketchup with falafel. Although these guys, <laughs> we've established but they're big fans. What about his values? His lust knows no bounds. He will have sexual congress with anyone, anytime. Including a Palestinian. Now, pause. You know this for a fact. Twice. Twice. <laughs> uh, why is it a good thing for them, for these fundamentalists, that um, that this Jew had sex Here's, with a Muslim woman out of wedlock? Yes. You 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 wrote in this. You wrote in an email about this. Oh. <laughs> that he they should they, this should double the fatwa because he defiled he defiled her. Yeah, I mean, uh, not to get too far into it. Although it seems like traditional Islam permits Muslim men to marry Jewish and Christian women, but they're not so keen on the reverse. And again, that's marriage. This isn't marriage. This is just Larry and Shahar just you know having a very uh, profane sex. So very strange that they find this compliment. Like they're so upset that he's that he's a sexual deviant. Oh, but he's also a sexual deviant with a Palestinian. That makes it somehow better. I'm very confused. Well, not a sexual deviant. This shows that he has an affection for Muslim women. He'll have sex with anybody. That that was their specific complaint. <laughs> is he'll have sex with anybody, and the guy says yes. But anybody, not the hooker. Including Muslims. Yeah. But not the hooker. Yeah, it actually comes back because we he specifically talks earlier about it, never turning down sex, although he did turn down sex with the hooker. Yeah. Um, he did not turn down sex either time with Shara. As yeah. well, you know, he, he did turn down the opportunity to be with him and her sister. Apparently, we didn't right. know how the Palestinian chicken episode ended. Now we do because Larry says they had sex only two times. True. So True. he must have sided with. Susan. Yeah, I think we. I, terrible decision. <laughs> terrible decision. Yeah. Um, yeah, he could have. Right now, he could have been like, I had, well, "Yeah, I guess maybe it wouldn't. It would have been worse if I said if he said I had a threesome with two Palestinian <laughs> sisters. That <laughs> that they might not have been so. Cool. I, I don't know what these guys are supportive of at this point. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Twice. A Muslim Twice. woman? Twice. Yes, Mufti. She is a Muslim. Very interesting. This is new information. I will personally contact the Ayatollah and let him know what we have learned. I can say without reservation that he will rescind the fatwa. Seems, he seems very sure of something yeah. that he should be able Thank to do. This guy's very high up. <laughs> Thank you all. I told him to listen to whatever I said. Is it Mufti or Mufti? Mufti. 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 Thank you, Mufti. Thank you so much. But what about the musical? Um, the musical fatwa. He really just doesn't know how to declare victory and leave, right? If you can get Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> very specific request. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love Hamilton. You can get Lin You can proceed with the music. Uh, how am I gonna not anymore. He's, he's got his own stuff Hamilton's canceled. He's not gonna be in this. What are you doing with the ketchup? You used up all the ketchup. I like ketchup. Show some restraint. You're never going to eat all that. Is there a shortage of ketchup that I was not aware of? This is why I have been advocating for packets, but no one will listen. No, I think no. I cannot. No, that's a terrible idea. The packets suck. <laughs> the whole snack is ruined. Wait, don't go. Please. 
All right. So it, it is interesting, by the way, that we saw this in season 11 also, where they, where Curb loves to announce, like name drop the name of the real life right. actor who's going to obviously like come on and then yeah. star. So yeah, there's I no mean, reason, this obviously much no bigger to than to mention Lynn Manuel Miranda here, except to tell us, oh, by the way, at some point, <laughs> yeah. Lynn Manuel Miranda is coming on uh, to perform, follow, yeah. or to write, star, score, direct, whatever. He'll argue, be, he'll over, argue over chairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, this whole this whole scene, this whole episode, really gives vibes not just a season but a series finale, and yet yeah. it's episode eight only. Yeah, it's very, it's, uh, it's it's a little off, but you know, I mean, I would say those were those are definitely the two most like memorable memorable parts of this episode for me. Yeah, um, even if like they're not, you know, I agree with you. This scene is like kind of clumsy, but yeah. at least it's like you know, I'm kind of digging what it's doing in terms of like you know, deep diving into these you know little bits of of curb history. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we uh, end off with Larry uh, being uh, driven back to the restaurant. See, the driver comes around, opens the door. And Larry thanks him and reaches the pocket to pull out a bunch of bills. That, to offer that him a guy tip. was in Veep, the tall guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was like the he was an ambassador. He was some senior official from some Middle Eastern country, and he had an affair with Selena. Remember? No, I don't remember. Oh uh, yeah, I not kind of. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't remember. Yeah, I, only, looked, I don't remember Veep. He looks well. slowly. <laughs> he looks vaguely like Keegan Michael Key to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, t- tall, bald, uh, good looking. I don't know. I believe you. Yeah. Anyway. So the uh, the driver refuses. Larry keeps insisting. He tries shoving the bills into the driver's suit, and the driver t- t- gives him back the money, says, I cannot take it. That Larry's offending him by offering him a tip. And Larry throws the money at the driver, and he starts yelling at him, You're not going to flip the tip on me. Not this time. Mm. And the episode ends. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, what is your rating for this episode? Um, I am going to say that this episode is pretty, pretty good. Um, it's gonna, I'm going to give it one and a half pretties. Um, I think there wasn't that much that was really funny in this episode uh, that really made me laugh a whole lot. Um, like no, like standout, like comedic scenes. Um, you know, I enjoyed like the self-referential stuff, but um. You know, it's it just like it didn't it's not enough to like really like propel it further than it is. And I just, you know, we you know, we pointed out like the whole thing with the making out goes nowhere. Um, yeah, um, I just I didn't think there was a whole bunch to really love about this episode. So I'm going to give it a one and a half. Yeah, not great. Um, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, you know, I mentioned this before. I, I, I assume this is the only I haven't confirmed, but I assume this is the only episode in the show's history with no Jeff, no Cheryl, no Susie, no Leon. It's just I LD. It's LD and the Funk Man and Free Agents. And it showed. And I just, everything about this episode falls flat. They try and introduce this flip the tip concept into the lexicon. I mean, they, it's, the fina- it's the final scene of the episode that fails. Never wait for seconds is completely idiocy, as I said. Um, the whole tribunal scene, their accents and their beards, everything about that, I just didn't like. The only thing I liked is I liked the montage. We have Crazy Eyes Killa and Shakia Sahamas. We see our friends again. Uh, it's it's I I like how he gets to confirm a couple of the open items of wonderment that we had from those episodes, you know, like for example with Michael J. Fox, where I was wrong and you were right. But like other than that, this episode sucks. And like to me, just like the season nine downturn continues. Oh, go home, Stan. I said that's another attempt they had to have someone catch on. 
So uh, for the third time in four episodes, I am forced to say that the episode is merely pretty, pretty good. So yeah, one and a half for me, 88 yeah. out of the 99 episodes we've seen so far. Not great. Not great, Bob. All right, um, who is your comment? Yeah, friend? it's, oh, yeah, well, kind of, I mean, kind of, yeah, just, I mean, just kind of to your point, like the main crux of the episode is, is this whole thing with, um, with Caesar and I, like, I just think like Caesar is just like such a cartoon character that. It makes that whole plot line just like make no sense. Yeah. Um, as you said earlier, the never wait for seconds argument doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, they're trying to get these things to catch on, but like things catch on when people resonate with them. And I feel like the positions advocated here with these slogans, um, just like I, I think don't really resonate because these aren't really things that, you know, how real people behave. Yeah. And we do have two more episodes of season nine to make a comeback. But yeah, after. After a better start than we thought we remembered, I think we see where yeah. season nine is. Yeah. Again, of my bottom yeah. 10 episodes ever or 11 episodes ever, three of them are, are the last four episodes we've seen. So, yeah. And, and right. It also makes sense that that would be like the memory of the season where, like, if it started out with a couple strong yeah. episodes, but like that also could just like fade away as just like, well, well, we were excited for Curve to be back, but then like kind of sucked from there. Um, you know, that's certainly how you would remember the season as a whole. Mm. Uh, that's so not that a good sign tracks. for the Shucker and Fadwa where we're going. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I definitely don't have, um, particularly fond memories of like the Emmanuel Miranda episode. Yeah. Or I, I remember being I really if... excited that he was on and then yeah. uh, before and then being disappointed when he was, but you know, we'll see in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy for my, uh, my come with guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's obvious this episode. It's gotta be most Uh, he like literally is like, you know, advocating on behalf of Larry gets him out of a fatwa, uh, hooks him up with his project, you know, get, you know, the plays back up. Um, and like he like literally goes around town and you know interviews all these people and you know portrays Larry in the most positive possible light. You know, I think this is like an all time great come with guy. It's like this is like seven Jeff come with guys in one episode. Okay, I, I think more, more is it you say Mosir? I see Morsi on IMDb. Oh, sorry, so I don't know. Okay, so yeah, I, I could have just misspelled it when all I right, wrote okay. down. So, so yeah, Morsi <laughs> is. The most logical candidate, uh, but for me, he's going to have to wait for seconds, which we know he doesn't like to do. He is a dog <laughs> investigator. He's a man who appreciates Larry, who appreciates Larry's side of arguments. But honestly, nothing in this episode gave me more joy than the 30 seconds we saw Crazy Eyes Killer. I see him. I <laughs> smile. I'm filled with joy. I loved it. That was the highlight of the episode. So Crazy Eyes uh, gets the uh, the come with guy award for me, even though uh, I see why you picked most here. I think that <laughs> you're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Who's the fucking um, asshole? We have a couple options. Yeah, I mean, I think I've made it very clear who my fucking asshole is here. It's got to be Caesar. Um, just like he just come, you know, completely tries to manipulate Larry from the start. He knows what he's doing. He's foregoing a five dollar tip, which he can leverage into a medium favor, which was which was fake. He um, he then you know doesn't get to fulfill that favor. Tries to leverage that into a high end favor. And even when it's obvious that like Larry's like this is like a bridge too far, he like he's like, well, maybe a friend, maybe you can get me into the club, maybe you can get me into the school. Like he's just like you know he doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big fucking asshole, this guy. Yeah, I honestly didn't even think about him. I thought, I mean, the obvious asshole is the guy who Larry explicitly calls an asshole throughout the episode, which is Eddie. Right. Eddie is an asshole. <laughs> right. But but yeah. here's the thing. I'm not going to blame a child and call a child the fucking asshole of the episode. To me, that award has to go to his mom, Bridget, who apparently never right. had her son professionally diagnosed, is just raising a little asshole, letting both him <laughs> and herself off the hook by just telling everyone he's on the spectrum, which frankly further stigmatizes those who actually are on the spectrum. So I say, fuck you, Bridget. You are the fucking asshole. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want to speak out of line because I uh, I don't have any children who have been diagnosed with anything like this. But I wouldn't I wouldn't think that like if you do that like the 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 you know desired you know what what's taught the methodology is well there's nothing we could do he's you know he's on the spectrum so yeah. like we you know just he's allowed to just be an yeah, asshole there's therapies. Like, just, just, yes exactly right yeah. you you know you tell them when they're you know doing something they shouldn't like you yeah. know you don't just be like well fuck it he's you know he has Asperger's sorry yeah I don't like to judge other people's parenting but Bridget's an asshole yeah I don't think that's the recommended uh behavioral um yeah approach but mm. i could be wrong yeah all right um i don't think we have uh any uh cameos in this episode in particular we don't have well, we, we have scene. a bunch of repeaters yes yes but anybody new uh we don't have a deleted scene so do we jump right to the postman let's do it postman postman come here tell the neighborhood what a shanda larry larry david Greg S. writes in, I think he's a first time uh, post manner, and he says, come on, guys, I'm disappointed that you didn't call out the whole one star Uber rating storyline. The driver's phone clearly shows Larry had 21 rides Mm. with a 2.56 overall, and the one star shown was just the rating on his last ride, not his overall score. How did you both miss that? Uh, Yeah, I did not. I did not see that at all. That's yeah. He did show the phone. So. Um, yeah, he sent a he sent a picture. Yeah. Um, and I guess neither of you are office fans since you didn't mention the appearance on the bus of the late Hugh Dane who played Hank the security guard. Oh, I missed that. Um, yeah, I don't remember that either. Like, yeah. who's Hugh Dane? Let me he, you know the the the, the, old, the old guy who was a security guard downstairs at Dunder Mifflin. Uh, okay. I can I can picture. Him. I just don't. Yeah, I mean I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I just a uh, younger, thinner Ron yeah. on the bus who you called the fucking asshole last week. Right. Um, he says, again, another awful final scene in the episode. Looking forward to next week's show. I don't know if that was about last week's episode or this week's yeah. episode, but either way, yeah, this wasn't a good final scene. Yeah. And we're looking forward to next week's show as well. So it applies to both. Um, okay. Next is Ed Kent, who I think is another first timer. Um, nice. If not, maybe a second timer. Never um, wait for seconds. He should have gone ahead of uh, Greg. Yeah. He says, this episode was pretty, pretty, pretty. Pretty, pretty good. Oh, wait, I think I miscalculated his score then. He did, he did five pretties. One, two, three, four, wow. five. Wow. So Ed, much, much higher on the episode than we were. Um, I think I only wrote him down as four. I'm going to upgrade him to five. Oh, that's going to change things a little bit. But only a little bit. Yeah. He says, as for come with guy, it is the Muslim who Larry defends getting second, and he helps being the fatwa to an end. Fucking asshole is Funkman for continuing to bring his girlfriend around. Caesar yeah. is a runner-up. My wife would give it to Larry every episode. He makes her uncomfortable, a la Michael Scott. Overall, I ranked this episode. Oh, he said this again. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Oh, shoot. Oh, he went from four. Five, oh, so he, he starts with five ends. With the four, first five. one The first one was about something else. <laughs> I misread the email. Oh, okay. So, so I was right the first time. It's what four. was he giving five to? He was giving five to um, the Vince Vaughn's character in season 11. Pretty he, he was, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I was only reading the part about this episode. Oh, okay. Um, well, I Don't we have I a couple other emails? You forwarded me a couple emails about previous episodes. You forwarded them to me earlier in the week, didn't you? Or was that last week? Um, was, I think that was last week. Oh, okay. I love I love almost all Curb episodes. Keep up the good work. Your podcast is five pretty good. All right. Ooh. So if you're keeping track of the score for that, 
five pretties for the podcast. Um, John Gormley says, hello, another app where I was yawning and falling asleep throughout it. Sure was nice to see some old Kermkes back, which is unexpected as it's not a season finale, but ironically could have been. Schaefer said that if they couldn't get LMM to do the follow episodes, they had no plan B and would be forced to do only eight episodes. So maybe that's what happens. Well, hold on. Could they just have piped in a different name in that scene? Right? The Muftis don't have to say Lin-Manuel Miranda. They could have said whoever they got as their guest. Well, it's, who else? It's not, it's not it like be? they filmed episode eight before they contacted Lin Manuel Miranda. Don't they have filmed these sort of all? I mean, or, I mean that's what Jeff's implying. Right. I guess. But like, who, who, like, what, like, Broadway, you know, producer or whatever, I don't even know what the right word is for him. Um, could they have said that would be like, oh, it, it makes sense that like the Muftis would know who that is even? They could have taken any famous actor. They don't have to have been on Broadway. The, the Muftis could be big fans of Brendan Fraser, for all I know. Oh, so meaning they were going to get him to be like a star in it. Well, and if you the, the Muftis in the scene, they actually don't say we want him to direct or write. They say we want him to star. They said if you get him <laughs> to star. In the, so they want him as an actor, actually, which is ironic. Well, it's because they love, that's Hamilton, that's right. the it's least, they love Hamilton. That's the least yeah. talented of his um, many talents. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, enough. he's um, a very good actor. He's much better than, than me, but I'm just saying relative to his other yes. skills. <laughs> he's better than you. I agree. Yes. <laughs> His, Definitely relative to his other skills or to other people who have played the same parts as him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't seen anyone else play his parts, but yeah. I've only seen other people play his part um, in Hamilton. What do you mean? He starred not... he starred in the in the television version, the movie the, the one Well, the I, I mean, yeah, no, I yeah, I meant in person. It, oh, um, in, oh, okay. In theaters. Okay. How many times did you yeah, see it? Yeah, I theaters? never um in theaters. So in, in the theater. Yeah. Um it's not like in movie theaters. Yeah. Um, I have seen it three times. Okay, and it was and and who played uh, LMM's role, also known as Hamilton? <laughs> um, I think it was Anthony Ramos. Maybe I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, but right. it was not not it was not a, it was barely any of the original cast. When oh, okay, so I saw yeah when I saw it was LMM. Yes, yeah. Well, you went to like previews, right? So, yeah, so I've, I've only seen him. I have never seen you, him like also. you saw before anyone knew it was good. Yeah, so that's why my tickets cost forty five dollars each. Wait for me. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, yours, mine were a lot yours more cost than much that. more than that. I bet. Yeah, although not nothing crazy. I never paid like a crazy amount to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always would just buy very far in advance. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so he said it's been very difficult writing the season. Yeah, so you know, go figure. Um, we may not even be able to do our usual ten episodes this year, which I thought was bizarre. As they've had so many years off, I was expecting buckets of ideas as stories to surpass ten episodes, but clearly it was just a cover for if they wound up not getting able to get uh lmm okay uh yeah i definitely uh, could appreciate the theory uh nothing really excited me about this episode just grab and dull which robert wide is a master at creating oh shots fired mm-hmm. two pretties come with guy is the muslim investigator fucking asshole is actually funkhauser for not offering to pay larry for the champagne mm. you guys could record this podcast and just as you're about to publish it abort the episode then re-record it in front of a live audience instead <laughs> oh, oh yes very good um all right um next up is joshua schmitz who says hello gentlemen this episode was really enjoyable for me there were lots of good funk man moments and also the runner with all the past guests was fantastic come with guys morsi fucking asshole is marilyn the ketchup abuser rating is four out of five um it actually says waiting four out of five so he probably voice uh noted this somehow what I would guess, or he just misspelled it, which is also possible, but uh, who knows? Um, okay, Jim Crumley says, Ugh, that episode was a slog to get through. The first two thirds were occasionally funny, but the Council of the Elders was boring. One and a half out of five, so Jim's with us. Mm. Come with guy, not applicable. No one was funny enough to qualify. 
fucking asshole is Maryland. While I respect the bold, the bold catch-up use, if you are going to play with the red stuff, you have to be willing to live with the stains. Leaving early is lame. William Blake says, hey, Alex and Av, my name is Will, and I refuse to follow the tenets of Orthodox Jew- Judaism. <laughs> I'm with Guy is Morsi. This man is trying his best efforts to get the fatwa off of Larry. Fucking asshole is Caesar. His kid's poop ruins Larry's sex life, a sex life, I might add, that is going to evaporate once the fatwa is lifted. Yeah. Um, he gives the episode three and a half out of five pretties. Larry's past misdeeds have been vindicated once and for all. Black Brooks says, sparkling or still? Um, I say clearly sparkling. Maybe this question will be answered at the upcoming seltzer. Do you, so whenever you go to a restaurant, you always get sparkling for sure. If it's free. Oh, wait, wait, Um, hold on. When I have never been to a restaurant where it's free. Yeah. Sometimes it's not like a very fancy restaurant, but I've been to places where they'll give you like, uh, I feel like like they charge. uh, I have, if it's Jen and I, or our like kids or like a hundred percent of the time we get still water. But then if I'm with friends, I'll let them order. And if they order something else, I'll, I'll happily get it also. But yeah, if, if it's just us, we only get the tap. Yeah. Yeah, because we're cheap. Yeah, no, I mean, I strongly prefer seltzer to, uh, to, so do I. to plain but, water. Yeah. So, but yeah, 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 I don't I really I don't enjoy drinking plain water. Mm. Um, like, I'll, you know, if that's all there is, like I'll live. But like, it's like it's never going to be my first choice. Mm. Um. So, yeah, he says, what a strange episode from the weird title to the structure. This is just an odd one. No wonder I had no memory of it. I would have titled it the flip tip. Come with guy is the fatwa enforcer who agrees or comes with of all of Larry's crazy actions in the past. Fucking asshole is Mrs. Funkhauser. Learn how to properly use ketchup. Yeah. And he gives the episode three pretties. And finally, we go to Olin Allen, who says, I guess I am in agreement with Chester's take. People going for seconds aren't famished and so not as cranky to wait in the buffet queue. Anyway, the more egregious issue was with Argentina and Mexico playing a World Cup qualifier. Only possible explanation is if it was for a final playoff spot to qualify, which is sometimes inter-confederation, though don't think... That's possible, yes. If Argentina (laughs) was in that, that would be like the worst. Yeah, that would be highly unlikely, but I guess technically a possibility. An up-and-down episode for me, though I feel I may be opposite to some. Live the whole... I love the whole Fawa storyline coming back and how it was managed, Bought a bit more drama than comedy at times, but still enjoyable. That's true. Did find the Mufti debating the tomato ketchup to be one of the most Seinfeld-esque scenes in Curb as well. Always great to see Marty, but those segments fell a bit flat. Also, an episode that makes me annoying on Curb Facebook pages when people want to discuss their favorite one-appearance characters, as this episode excludes so many. Of course, it is a much bigger issue with the Seinfeld finale. Um, yeah, that's true. So, but for you though, it's interesting. I would say probably, um, crazy ice killer is the only person to get like a hundred percent come with guy points for you. Wasn't he on a third episode? Was he? Um, oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Crazy ice killer. Um, no, now I'm I'm getting confused because I'm now thinking I'm thinking of Shara. Yeah, she, let's see, Chris Williams, Curb, Your Enthusiasm. He was on Never, oh no, only two episodes. Yeah, so he's on two episodes and he's two for two for me. Yeah, so I doubt there's probably anyone else who fits that bill. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people who are one for one, but yeah. who? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, listen, it's very easy to tell because the total number of people who have. With more than one is probably very small. Yeah. Oh, no, Neighbor Dean. Both times Neighbor Dean was on, he wanted for me. But neither come with guy or fucking asshole. Come with guy. 
Really? Okay. I, I gave neighbor Dean come with guy in one six and in seven two. All right, there you go. All yeah, right, from so, neighbor so. Dean. So um, crazy eyes killer. Welcome to the two for two club. Yeah, crazy eyes. Uh, only for me though. Uh, Jason Alexander. No, he's been in more than two. Obviously, Rosie O'Donnell's been in more than two. I assume. Um. Yeah, she's been in much. I definitely more think of two offhand, but I think more yeah. than two. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then everyone else on this list. Yeah, for sure. So. Okay. Um, and he gives the episode three pretties. Come with Guy. He says, even though he skipped the queue on seconds, I will go with Morsi. Went above and beyond and repaying the favor. Fucking asshole is Michael J. Fox, the character, not the actor. I imagine he's just obsessed with playing chicken with getting guests to open cans of Coke. <laughs> yeah, is he, so he shook it up intentionally also with Morsi? Or Morsi's just nervous? Yeah, he calls, him, he calls him a pussy for not opening it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like challenging him. That's funny. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell has such a enormous. I mean, guess how many credits Rosie O'Donnell has just as herself? On uh, well, she was on like talk shows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She has 215. Oh, wow. And Curb is not even on the list. Oh, does she not play herself on Curb? Interesting. Does she play a character named Rosie O'Donnell? Yes. I mean, technically, yes. Let's see. Nobody's playing themselves. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell plays Rosie O'Donnell on Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, not play no, but you know that nobody's yeah. playing literally playing themselves. Well, it's a fictional. I mean, it's a it's a lightly fictionalized version of themselves, but it, right. So for purposes but, of credits, well, they're we, not yeah, as themselves. I am to be very consistent about this, but yeah. Well, but no, but meaning yeah, yeah. No, forget the, exactly. forget that with Kirby, it's weird. Like nobody would ever credit any of these characters as literally playing themselves. They're playing fictional characters. Who are no whatever okay anyways Rosie no O'Donnell, Larry yeah. David was not married to Cheryl David it's, it's fake he's playing a character Larry, this is not okay, this is not Larry's his. fakeness is more than some of the other some of the other characters who come on one t- like okay um uh, what's his name the actor, none of these things happen to these people it's not on, a the, real the, show the, the British actor show. from Closer Closer sorry the br- uh, the, the, what's the, the name actor the, the actor the Clive guy. Owen yeah Clive Owen so he's not playing himself. Yeah. No, he's playing a fictional character whose biography is very similar to Clive Owen. Well, he, what, difference purposes, do, what differences do the biographies have? He wasn't in this play, for starters. Right, I don't, we'll get to that when we get to season 10. Anyways, <laughs> he wasn't. The point is, Rosie O'Donnell has been on the show three times and only got it twice. So, yeah, she, although she got it from both of us twice. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, yes, but there's two characters, uh, both Neighbor Dean and Crazy Eyes Killer, who, if they're on an episode of Curb, Alex Chester is going to call them the come with guy. All right. Congrats to both of them. Is that the end of Owen's email? It is. All right. So what's our overall episode rank? Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. So, yeah. So the uh, the audience quite a bit higher than us on this episode. They uh, give an overall audience score of 2.93, which is the 79th ranked episode. Well, from it's kind the of hard for them to be so. as low as us unless they had unanimity. So that's pretty yeah. bad. Well, for the you audience. know. There was there was a couple fours in there, three and a half, two and a half, three. Yeah, we almost had a five. One and a half. We almost had a five because I misread the email. Yes. Um. So yeah. So they're you know they're you know meaty part of the curve, a little bit below average. Uh. But then yeah, our our one and a halves is going to crush this. Um. Uh, wow. You have. Oh no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I was going to say you have a bunch of one and a half episodes, but that's because I'm looking at the um spreadsheet wrong. Oh, it's sorted uh, by my column. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. It, I have twelve. Not, I've given fault. one and a half to twelve episodes. This is. No, no, but I was I, I was 
I was going to say that like you had a bunch of one and a half recently in a row, wow. but it's just because I have yeah. the bottom right near where we're up to. Yeah. Um, and um, and that, you know that would have happened either way, but it also happens to be that uh, this episode is going to fit very snugly into the very very lower bottom uh, range of our rankings. So I'm not going to have to you know I could I could re uh, I could resort the episode or I could really just move it up one spot because never wait for seconds with a 1.98 average is going to come in just behind thank you for your service and it's 2.00 flat um it's going to be ahead of angel muffin which is all the way down to 1.76 um and this folks as of now is the 98th out of 99 episode ranked oh wow that's rough yeah we got a bottom five of angel muffin never wait for seconds thank you for your service mel's offer and affirmative action those are the bottom five as of now mel's offer must have just set the table and done nothing else yeah i think that's right yeah, I don't really remember, but we we re-ranked, we all ranked it pretty low. So, yeah. All right. Well, next week. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. We will. I think we have Lynn Brown Miranda coming on as a guest, right? <laughs> but that's what I that's what I was told. I mean, by his people. I mean, if he doesn't ghost us. Um, no, I didn't mean on the so podcast. Yeah, I meant. Uh, Oh, yeah, I didn't either. I mean, yeah, we're definitely not having Lynn Manuel Mar- you know, we're no. definitely not having Lynn Manuel Miranda. I was very confused. I'm like, I feel like you would have told me that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're definitely not having Lynn Manuel Miranda. Um, yeah, I didn't even email him. I guess we, you know, we should we should try. Yeah, did you inv- did know. you invite Judge Judy? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, bad job, off. bad not. producing. Yeah. So listen, even if the shocker is not a good episode, Lynn Manuel Miranda, he usually is. Get a life, Jews.